We could probably yes. talk about this like literally 24 hours a day. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hello, hello, everybody, as you're coming in. Welcome, welcome. <clears throat> Yeah, I sit here uh, with the stream pulled up and ready to go. <laughs> we, we've we got this down now where we transfer from the premiere over to the live. So I have everything pulled up and ready to go. So we can just hit a couple buttons and boom. Good. Ready to go. All right. I I feel like this week has been one of those weeks with the Idaho 4 stuff that it it when I was first hearing about it it didn't feel like a lot but the more I thought about it the more I felt like well that that is strange that's strange it's strange about the cameras the overall control uh some of how Judge Judge ruled in that uh, hearing, um, the FBI showing back up at the house. Um, I I don't know. It, the more I think about it, the more I wonder if the state is chasing their tail in this situation. Chasing their tail. Yeah, yeah, running in circles and and why I think that's important to point out is anytime you have an investigation where every, like they're in a hurry to go nowhere. A lot of times you end up finding it's because there isn't much evidence to find they're going in the wrong direction. Now that's not, that's not a for sure thing. That's not a hundred percent, but, uh, we've seen it happen before. We've seen it happen before many, many, many times. All right, let's get the intros and welcomes going. Hello, everybody. And Malia will take over from here. I got to go to the bathroom again. I always got to go to the bathroom right in the beginning. Okay. <laughs> I'll just say hi to everybody real quick. Let's see who's in here now. Hey, Art of Deduction. Good to see you. Hey, Violetta. Yes, this is real live, Jaded. Welcome. Hey, J-Ray. It's funny, people still get confused about um, this being the real live or that. That's a premiere. <laughs> if it's the green background, it's always pre-recorded. Always. Hey, Heather. 
Hey, Cynthia. Good to see you. Hey, Annie or Anne. Hey, Heather. The third floor not being the main target is the only way the suspect would pass by DM. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the frat angle really has my brain ticking just because I feel like, you know, we don't know for sure that the cops didn't fully go into that. We do know based on, kind of, kind of no. It's not really confirmed, confirmed that, you know, Jack D got a polygraph. No. Like these are all rumblings. The, it's yeah. not confirmed, confirmed. There's no evidence of any of this with it being locked down. Yeah. Yeah. But they did do quite a bit of see again, it's not confirmed, confirmed that they talked to a lot of people around the area and, and interviewed a lot of people. But we haven't really seen like official evidence for any of that. Um, to me, it feels like so far, which it the gag order and also the fact that we only have a PCA for Brian, which means all of the evidence that points to somebody else won't be included in that. It will only be the evidence that points directly to this defendant, period. Nothing else. It makes it so that it looks like they are not looking into that side, but have they at all? I don't know. I I, I think there's been mistakes here the whole time. And, you know, what's funny is we see a lot of people, okay? We have a lot of people that watch our show. And uh, 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 we have a lot of people that believe that Koberger is guilty and or partial guilt or a co-conspirator in this in some way um, or uh, just some sort of guilt and involvement. We have people that think he is the sole suspect that did everything and then we have people that believe he is not guilty at all and we have people that that are unsure of that um now i think everyone can agree it, there's very few people that i've seen come out and say hey this gag has been a positive thing i don't think anybody thinks that this gag order is a positive thing i think people that are on the side of police and back police, no matter what the circumstances are, back police think that this gag order created all the conspiracy and uh, all the other things that they find negative in this situation. Then you have people who believe there's something going on here and something to question that look at the gag order and feel like it's the state trying to hide things, which again is a negative thing. So I, I think you're right. I think the gag order has, has ruined, but, but also the total trust in. So, yeah, I agree Idaho. with you. I agree with you. But up until the PCA, okay, we had all this. So the, the cops, they released a map showing exactly where the victims were that night, kind of mapping out where they were and then the time they got home. Even in that those beginning parts where they would have learned there was a fight at Sigma Chi that, that night. Even when they would have learned all that stuff, they did not disclose any of it. 
No. So it makes me wonder. Like, I don't know. I agreed. Agreed. It it's that. Did they even look? Did they even look at that? That that's literally why I put this in the video was because that's literally what it feels like you know they they have their sights set on their guy and it feels like there's nothing that could change that mm -hmm. but we're gonna get into it some more here after we do our intro so hello everybody and welcome to the true crime talk show brought to you by thought riot podcast let me get this pulled up okay and uh we're super stoked that everybody's here we're super happy that you're all here hanging out with us we are going to be digging into idaho for tonight going through all of the updates talking about uh, the grand jury and um, what it means for everyone on both sides of the aisle. People that look at this grand jury and think that Koberger is innocent. People that look at this grand jury and feel like Koberger's guilty. Uh, I want to go through all of it. I want to talk about all of it. I know there's some big uh, questions around the potential conspiracy angle of this case where uh, people feel like things aren't being handled fairly or conducted in a fair manner. And to be honest, the the grand jury and how it's managed in this state can already make somebody feel like that. But uh, we'll get into all that here. Um, for those of you that are new, we are on every podcast platform, literally all of them. This is Spotify I'm showing you here. And we are the true crime talk show. So all these conversations, videos, and details that we're talking through on here get put on every podcast platform out there. So if you listen to podcasts on Apple, if you listen to podcasts on Amazon, on Google, on Spotify, on any of them, iHeartRadio, all of them, uh, you can find us on there under the true crime talk show. We are the the we are the true crime talk show i'm honestly surprised that name wasn't taken but we got it right we are the one and only true crime talk show now we do have our long forum podcast available on all those same platforms too under thought riot podcast the true crime and criminal culture podcast and that is going to be your three to five hour podcast episodes where we go through everything everything true crime and we go through it with you so uh my name is brendan i am malia welcome welcome yes welcome welcome to the show so i th this is really depressing this picture here i thought <laughs> bill thompson supported us you know and then come to find out while i'm trying to search for some pictures for our thumb uh, I find out he actually doesn't like us, that he feels like we give him ulcers at his old age. I'm sure he's a really nice man. Any man that looks like Santa's got to be a nice man, right? <laughs> I would hope so. I hope so. Do you think he has little kids come up to him randomly, like at the mall and stuff, and be like, can I sit on your lap? Or I want this for Christmas, Santa. <laughs> Um, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, I do. Probably I just do. a grumpy old man like, I'm not Santa. <laughs> Santa isn't even real. 
did did we get any uh solid questions coming in about the show about the premiere yeah do you guys have any questions about the grand jury or anything i found it really interesting looking into it finding out what a grand jury's purpose originally was was like why it was made why it's a thing and honestly it sounds incredible in theory when you read about it you're like wow if this was yeah. done right this is a great tool for the people yes you know grand to juries, keep, yes. keep the government in check assist the prosecution the state in getting convictions that are solid that are just holding everybody accountable yeah you know what it makes me feel like though is like uh, I can't help but try. So when there's a problem, when I'm looking at a situation, maybe it's the fact that I managed people for so long. I had hundreds of people underneath me where I was either training them or managing them. And uh, maybe it's that that makes me look at things in this way. But when I see a problem, I immediately try and find and go like track it backwards to find where the problem started because that's normally where the fix is right there. So uh, when I look at this, and I look at the grand jury and, and see a tool that's supposed to be support and a shield and safety for the people, but it has been abused and misused and is now a weapon for the state against the people. It makes me wonder if the state and prosecution in the past, right? And remember, you guys, law enforcement at one time statistically based on all the science statistics that we could come up with uh, between the 70s and 80s, over half of police in this nation were doing fraudulent things. I don't remember the details around it. I don't know if it's over half of the police officers or over half of the police stations, but there is a statistic. I will pull it. I probably should have pulled it up before I started saying this, but um, that over half of police were doing fraudulent things or conducting the law in a in, in an illegal way. It makes me wonder, did the grand jury start transitioning during that time to where the state's like, yo, this gives the people too much power. We, we got to change this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, maybe. Yeah, I I it's just scary. It is scary. Um. I, I really think, like we were talking about in the video, that we really need to reform it. I think it could be a really good tool if there were more um, guidelines around it where it couldn't be misused by the prosecution, where it's like this way to get an indictment without hearing any of the other side of the coin. Like they are literally just fed biased information. Yeah. Period. That's it. The prosecution goes in there and says, this is the guy. This is all we got on him. Makes it look like it's this bright, shiny coin. And that's it. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, here you go. Here's Man. your indictment. It must have been a really good premiere tonight because J-Ray was saying she kissed the premiere. <laughs> it was so good. She was like, oh, this this video. Oh, thank you, Casey. Yep, definitely hit that like button. Um, so no, Cynthia, nobody knows who those kids were running outside the house uh, the night of the murders and that little reflection you're talking about. We have no idea. No, no idea, no idea. And, um, you know, I think I've told most people this a couple different times. And even in the even in the uh, chat, when 
we came on to this case late, okay? When we first started the podcast, we were a variety show where we covered everything. We covered politics, we covered the uh, top news, and we covered true crime. But we just, we preferred true crime, man. And we just wanted to cover that more and more and put more time in that and less time in the others. So we just made the transition over here. Now, we went full-time true crime about 90 days ago, and that's really where we started digging our heels into Idaho 4, because how can you not right now? Um, and we started seeing all these little things come out, all these little things pop up, and we knew right away that we have to start looking into the evidence, which is exactly what we started doing was digging into every piece of Idaho 4 evidence one at a time. And uh, all it's done is brought more and more questions up. For those of you that are new here, we've gone into the sheath. We've gone into the 4chan theory. We've gone into the drug theory. We've gone uh, into the money in the college, uh, DNA. I, I consider myself a cell phone expert after 15 years in the industry working directly with cell phone towers and... Um, the accounts that are managed underneath them working directly with corporate America. So Google and YouTube, that's, that's how we have our contacts uh, within YouTube to, to be able to help us out circumvent, you know, people that don't like new creators coming up. So what they'll do is they'll flag their account. We're, we're just we're just lucky to have a contact like that to help us out along the way but that's how those came to fruition is all because every corporation needs a cell phone company there is no way around it most corporations supply their top uh managers with cell phone plans and i was the guy who was helping set those plans up and make sure there's coverage in the places that they needed coverage um so it, in that comes a lot of experience. So the cell phone stuff we have down locked. Um, we covered the Dr. Moore case. What are some other really big highlights in the Idaho 4? Um, I mean, we've done total timelines. We've yeah. done search warrants. We've done uh, interrogation tactics that we feel could have been used against the survivors. Um. Everything. No, they those interrogation tactics were used for 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 chan sure. theory. But one thing I wanted to mention real quick is yes, J Ray and Art of Deduction. That's exactly right. That fraternities have an oath not to talk, and we have more evidence behind that that we think is very relevant to this case and the way it's being handled that we're going to be talking about. Um, is, are we, we going to talk about it tonight or are we going to talk no, about it in the next video? No, we're going to talk about it in the next video. We might even... It's because a bombshell. Because there's so much attention on the 4chan theory since we came out with that video, there's a lot of content creators that are coming out with their own videos on the 4chan theory now um, since, since that started resurfacing. Um, really with our video and Drip Drop talking about it again um that we might need to do a sigma kai video on its own and then uh another 4chan follow-up around some of the details we weren't able to cover in the first one um but the whole point of that statement was we've dug into a lot of this so i feel like we have a pretty good beat on idaho 4 and i don't remember where i was going exactly with that but um well 
don't you think you should mention the um the riddle what about it how there's i know cluminati posted a video saying she solved it and i don't think she was privy to this she just knew what came from the interview but that whole thing isn't originally what was posted yeah like, not... originally so xana's mom got sent it and then uh i think somebody sent her extra things added on there were yeah yeah there were uh there were quite a few but i i We'll go into that in the next one. That doesn't really have to do with the FBI or any of the court updates or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, true. And I agree. It says a lot that six jurors wanted more information. Yeah, well. It, they're that, supposed to be running the show. That says a lot, but it also says a lot to me around the... Uh, around what grand juries are and how they're weaponized now. And that is very concerning. And I feel like this is one of those issues that, yeah, we love Cluminati too. We, we love all creators, you guys. We really, really, really do. Um, hey, Crime Sleuthin. I hope you're doing well. Oh, hey, Crime Sleuthin. Yeah, we, we love all creators. There's very few that we don't like. I just know that there's a lot of, uh, there's always so much tension in the true crime community where we try really hard not to add to that. But I think that people, I don't, I, I'll just stop there. I don't, <laughs> it's pointless. It really is pointless to go any deeper into those details. Um, but, uh, no, we just want to support everybody. Yeah. We, we appreciate everybody, everything everybody does. Everybody contributes what they can. Um, and everything's not so clear cut always. We Yeah, we just want to support everybody. But it. some people, um, I think they get nervous um, with a new creator coming out or something. I don't know. But uh but like YouTube can connect dots where things come from. You know what I mean? And uh, it it's just interesting to see. I, I just don't want to open that door. But um, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, I, I think, again, that goes to the weaponization of the grand juries. And I think that's a really important detail to highlight what you're saying, CH. Sorry, I should have highlighted that comment there. Um, but uh, so not only is the defense not allowed to be present during the grand jury, it is only presented by the state and the prosecution, but it also has a lower bar. So if you guys don't understand uh, like around that, OK, so look, uh, when a grand jury used to be convened, it was convened because there was some concern that there isn't enough evidence to convict this guy. That's how it was originally supposed to be, or woman. I just, by habit, say, I'll say dude because I'm from Southern California. So convict this dude, which a dude can be a man or a woman. You know, some people... Just say defendant. <laughs> no, I, I want to say dude. Dude is better because someone... <laughs> I've had multiple people comment where they're like offended that I said the word dude, but a dude is a, a guy or a girl. Um, but so where they wanted to convict this dude. And um, so they would bring forward this evidence to have the people verify that they were on board to convict their fellow American. Okay. It is now 
completely backwards. Now, when the prosecution and or state feels like they don't have enough evidence to convict this person, they can now sidestep that trial and, and convene a grand jury with a lower bar of standard around evidence and, and bypass that hearing. It is so insane. Like I, my mind was blown. I didn't know about this until you had brought it up. And then I started reading into it more and I can't even explain how much my mind was blown. That is so shady. Yeah. So shady. Yeah. I almost can't believe that it that is a part of our justice system. I can't either. It's so manipulative. Yeah, it is manipulative. That's how I feel about it, too. I feel like the grand jury was formed to for very good intentions. And now it is used almost always, almost always not for those intentions it's used as a tactic yeah yeah i i'm curious where you're from sb because in in socal everyone calls everyone dude yeah i call my friends dude that are girls yeah. nobody cares but uh yeah yes no i I agree. And I think that we have very big issues here. And and one of the things that I said earlier when we were watching the premiere was I don't know it. <laughs> that's funny. East Coast. So you guys don't use dude like West Coast does? No, definitely not. What 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 is the term there? I wonder. But clearly it's a guy no like an equal word that's comparable to dude mm. so um i don't remember where i was going just now <clears throat> oh <clears throat> with judge judge so with judge judge okay i haven't necessarily seen anything that makes me feel like judge judge isn't there in good faith, okay? So, unfortunately, unfortunately, our justice system isn't written and or created in a way where opinion isn't filtered in through judging. No matter what, judges are going to be able to throw their own personal opinion into the laws and justice system and court cases and and everything there's no way around that i wish there was i wish it could be black or white now i do think that judge judge is good faith i really do i think he's there to try and do the right thing uh i'm not a i wouldn't bet my life on that but i do think he's there to do the right thing i'm just concerned is he the right person where something isn't right is does he have the ability to put his foot down and say, look, both of you shut your mouth. This is what we're doing going forward because this is in the best. Uh, this is this is what's best for the general public and or Americans of the U.S. I don't know if I've seen that yet from him. No, I, I don't think we have. And that makes me worried because I feel like if there's any case out there that needs that, that kind of 
tough love. Hey, this whole situation is wrong. You're all wrong. I'm the judge. And let me tell you which direction we're going. You know, um, it's going to be this case. I feel like. Yeah. And it makes me worried that we have a judge up there in this situation that is more concerned with having the tension of the room brought down to a palatable level than he is with what is fair, just, and right. Gosh, I really hope not. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Now, don't. Don't take me wrong, guys. That's why I preface this with judge, judge is acting in good faith. I, me saying that doesn't mean that I don't think he's a capable judge. I think he is a more than capable judge. I think he's really smart. I think he truly cares about the law and the people in that courtroom. And I think he is doing his absolute best. But one important thing to remember is all people are different and it takes a certain person to be able to put their foot down when everyone, a room full of a hundred people want this one thing to be that judge to say, Hey, I don't care what you all want. This is fair. This is right. And this is the way forward because we saw judge judge in our video say, Hey, it's an interesting argument. I, I believe that's above my head. And he also went so far as to say, I believe this is the law in Idaho. How, is he the strong? Is he a strong enough judge to put his foot down and say, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I don't care how it's been done 50 years before me. This is what I believe the fair and just law should be. Yeah. I mean, you know? I think judges should all be those type of people. <laughs> It's probably not uh, the reality of it, though. Um, I don't know. You need you need different personalities for different types of cases, I feel like, because sure. there needs to be some judge judge right now in the Delphi case. And there needs to be a little bit of that judge goal. It being able to put your foot down type behavior in the Idaho four case. You know what I mean? If you could mix their <laughs> character traits up, leave the fraud, illegal stuff out. And I feel like we could get along much better there. The Delphi case is just so sad right now. It is. Um, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. This is a, a, a interesting thing to put up. Uh, CH said, remember, the U.S. and Liberia are the only two countries that use grand juries. You know what I'm curious to know is how many countries have used them and have stopped. And have moved away from them. Because it ended up not being just in the end ended up being a tool for the prosecution to convict when or indict when it's not warranted yeah yeah i would be curious to see that statistic too i would be really curious to see that statistic too because i think this is the prime example of everything that's wrong with it really and then you have places like California who has done away with the grand jury in this format. Now they have, I believe, I don't don't I could be wrong here, okay? So don't quote me on this, but I believe every year they convene a grand jury of people and I think it's like 20 something people and that grand jury essentially audits cases 
in California. And that that grand jury is trained and taught to make sure that they have the proper qualifications, that they know what they're looking for, and they know how to identify it and then fix the problem. I'm pretty sure. That's pretty smart. It it is smart. It is. I agree. California's grand jury system. Okay, so I don't know how old this is, though. I guess I need to look at that first. In California law, the grand jury is an independent body made up of specified number of citizens of a particular county whose job is to perform the following functions. Determine whether or not charges should be brought against you in a certain criminal cases and inquire into matters of civil concern in the county, such as county officers, salaries and budgets and operations of county governments. In short, grand juries are an arm of the court in this article. We'll focus on the first of these tasks. Okay. Here, I want to send you something because this is really interesting. Apparently... The grand jury idea came from England originally, and it, it says exactly how the idea was even formed. Okay. And why they got rid of it. Okay. Um, a long time ago. Uh, you just need to skip, like, the first paragraph of, like, political type stuff to get to the real meat of the grand jury thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it's they're talking about a very political crime case and in the beginning sure. and you just need to skip that okay yeah we're talking grand jury and then we're going to get into fbi back at the 1122 king road house um gosh that's that's wild you guys <laughs> yeah it's great that they left the house up yeah it it's kind of scary Knowing they're back at the house after they were like, yeah, just tear it down. Just I know. I know. You know. Um, Yeah. So the grand jury is both the sword and the shield. Yeah, I said that in the premiere in that video, but it's really more of just a sword for the prosecution now at this point. It is. There is no Go shield. So. Where? Here, the Right here. <laughs> the concept comes from. The colonial parent England, it goes back centuries here, explains London-based legal writer Joshua, Joshua Rosenberg. In medieval times, it was drawn from the local neighborhood, which, you know, the, uh, the town square justice system idea, right? Yeah. And these were men who were expected to look around and report criminal behavior within the community. Wow. So like a... <laughs> A community watch program was the grand jury. There, yeah, like a neighborhood watch. That's interesting. It is. They're people who actually knew the offenders as we'd call them today and perhaps bring them to justice. By the 16th century, that morphed into the system we'd now recognize as a grand jury, a group of people listening to a prosecutor's evidence and deciding whether to indict. But the United Kingdom actually abolished its grand jury system in 1933. Jeez, they were on it. We now send cases that are serious enough straight to jury trial, Rosenberg says. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, 
that way both sides are able to present evidence. Okay, I got to highlight that. That way both sides, both sides, and again, both sides are able to present evidence and make their arguments, which is definitely not the case with a grand jury. That is my biggest issue is how can something be fair and just when you have one side? Exactly. I don't understand. It's not that hard. And then you have judge, judge who comes forward and like... For me to pretend like I don't understand where he's coming from would be a lie. I get it. I understand his statement where he's like, hey, you know, that that's an interesting uh, argument. That's a respectable or whatever he says. Creative. That's a creative argument. And what's interesting is I've actually had three or four cases that have been brought up around that issue, but it. it I'm not here to change the law. You didn't and this share is, it. I'm not here to change the law. And this is how the law has been ran for the last hundred years. So I feel like that's above my head. That that right there is what is concerning. Okay. So he just said that he had three or four cases that have come up where the uh, attorneys are saying, Hey, judge, you're not using the grand jury right. This grand jury is being biased and used against my client to, to circumvent and get around the fact that there might not be enough evidence to convict or even go to trial here. Yeah, I feel like if I feel like the fair, if I were the judge sitting in on this, um, and and hearing this argument and knowing what I know about grand juries, like I might actually go with the preliminary hearing. Like, okay, I'm not going to dismiss any charges, guys, but I will go back to like an evidentiary pre preliminary hearing where both of you can show your evidence and argue it out, and then you know, even I'll if make he, the decision even, from there. Right, I'll make the decision from there. And even if he feels like there's still enough to, you know, for Brian to be indicted, then you just go to a trial as normal. Like I don't yeah. see what the big deal is just going back to that preliminary hearing. No, I I think that's a realistic outcome. I I really do. It's not going to happen here though. It's not. It's not. He made that very clear. But my big concern and why I even played that whole image out in the beginning of this uh of the true crime talk show where i was asking the question where i was begging the question is judge judge the type of judge that has the ability to put his foot down and say hey i don't care what what is has been i care about what's right and I don't know, based on his ruling in that hearing, if he's the person to do that. Because any judge that comes forward and tries to argue that, look, I'm not an I'm not a judge, I'm not an attorney, but I'm confident enough in how our justice system was built and our constitution and how the laws were created and fabricated to be a uh, a shield for the people. To say that's wrong how they're currently managing it. Because right now Idaho has their law. And I saw someone say this. I, I apologize. It, I didn't want to lose my thought. But some somebody was saying, to be fair, 
um, a judge can't change the law. You're right. A judge can't change the law. But what's interesting is that the judge is managing two different laws here. You have the written law, which is the actual law. And the none of the judges are following that. They're following the workable law, which just means that all the cases for the last hundred years have been using the grand jury in this other way, not the way that the law's written. That's shady. Why are we not following the law that has been written and is the the actual? defining law okay well the defining law is too general that's part of the problem but also i think the other issue is is that by reversing this grand jury indictment going back to a preliminary hearing the grand jury didn't need to happen it didn't need to so therefore he could reverse it and go back to a preliminary hearing without sure. changing any laws i think where the flaw comes yeah, in yeah but then is that the defense team should not have argued the validity of the law and the standard of the law, because then that's a Supreme Court issue, not a judge-judge issue. I mean, it's not. It is they because follow... they're arguing the way this law has been interpreted. That's something the Supreme Court has to rule on. They just want their jury indict their grand jury indictment reversed. So therefore, they should be proving that's... that they it's unfair that they didn't get to bring this evidence because they don't believe there's enough evidence to convict him. So we need an evidentiary evidentiary or preliminary hearing That's, to prove there's even enough evidence here to be going down this route to a trial. I, I get where you're coming from, and I, I don't think you're wrong. However, Judge Judge clearly stated word for word that I understand that the law says this. However... Yeah. For the last hundred years, we've been doing this. Right. And that's my concern is in one of the biggest cases that we have ever seen. Why do we not have a judge that says, you know what? We're about to put somebody in front of I don't know how many people are in a, a shooting, a uh, firing, squad. a firing squad. But we're about to put somebody in front of multiple people with weapons and shoot at him until he is dead. I'm going to go make sure that what this law says is put into practice. I understand he's not there to change the law. I get it. But there is a big difference between the written law and the practicing law or the law that's been used for the last hundred years. Yeah. So, so I'm sure there are other avenues he can go where he can rule based on the interpretation without changing it. I that's why I was worried is how do we know that that's not just a way to get it a, a different avenue a, an, an easy outcome, okay? And and what I mean by that is like in sales you can manipulate like if you know, if you're to working with someone that doesn't have the same amount of experience as you and your ultimate goal is to get from point A to point B, you can manipulate factors to make it seem like, well, what you're saying isn't true because of this, this and this. OK, how do we know the judge isn't doing that in this case where 
we don't need to go all the way to the Supreme Court to ask them to change the law that's written. It can just be taken back a couple steps to reinterpret to an agreed upon no, I see what Fashion. you're saying. I see what you're saying. And I think that he could do exactly what LA's saying here. When case law sets precedent cited in motions, that's how he can change it. You you can literally change the law by just working a case and, and setting a new precedent within the case. Yeah. Um, so it, it it wouldn't have to go to a Supreme Court. Um, that's why they're constantly citing case law in all of their motions so, is cases that yeah. involved these things in the past. And that's important. So if he were to do this, yeah. it could set the standard for the future. Yeah, but that. Yeah. But to be fair, I, I'm trying to think of a way I, I agree with you, L.A. I think that's an incredible that's incredible input. And I appreciate that because I agree. However, I do think that that could be problematic in this situation with such a high profile case. You have a judge that is setting a new precedence. I see problems there. That's too. always when the new precedents are set. I feel like is when you have a very important case. Ooh, yeah. You, there's spe special circumstances surrounding a lot of high profile cases. I mean, isn't it? I just think it's simpler than that. I think that the law has already been written to protect the people. And when you read the definition of what the grand jury is, there, there is no argument there. It is there to be the sword and the shield. Everywhere that I pulled up says that very, 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 very clearly. It is there to be the sword and the shield for a U.S. citizen, right? Or the person that's being charged in this case. It's obvious that the current grand jury does not have a shield. So obviously, the, the more simple outcome would be to reinterpret whatever their, their active law, their ruling law is, to make it the sword and the shield. Right? Mm -hmm. And nothing has to change. You're not setting a new precedent at all. You're just upholding the written law. That's, you know what I mean? So what, reconvene the grand jury and do it right? I I don't know. That's where my... Take the prosecutor that's out? Where, that's where my dummy knowledge ends. That's, I don't know. I think the only way a grand jury could ever work is if the prosecutor never stepped foot in the door. They were just given the evidence and they do their little investigation on their own. That's yeah. the only way it could ever work. Or... Yeah, I guess I guess an outcome here would be to go back to what what's the original um where they would have uh went to trial to see if they have a case. What's that it's called? It's a preliminary hearing. Preliminary hearing. Yeah, I think they could they should have an outcome is to just go to the preliminary hearing. That's what I've been saying this whole time that he could fully yeah. within his rights. It would not be outlandish. To just now, people may not like it. It may be controversial, but it's still within the law for him to do that. To and take it still it back has the to, same outcome. It still has the same outcome. Yeah, more than likely, he would still be going to trial. More than likely, if they have the evidence there, absolutely, they would still be going to trial. Probably, if they have the evidence. Yeah, if they can back up all the claims they're making. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. 
So I just think it's all silly. I don't know why you just don't go back to a preliminary hearing. That but yeah, it's uh, I was missing that point, but yes, I absolutely think that is what should happen. Mm-hmm. And I think those four other cases that Judge Judge is talking about, he probably should have made that ruling there too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I just it's disappointing. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's disappointing when I see somebody in such a powerful and respectable position, such as a judge for a state, and they don't have the confidence in the law to put their foot down and say, you know what, I don't care what all my predecessors have done before me. The law states this because it's here for the people, not for the prosecutors. So this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. And maybe there's judge politics. I don't know. You know, maybe everyone would hate him because of that. I don't know. Well, this is a this is a good um, comment from CH here. I'm wondering if the legal system has gone awry due to awry. Oh, my gosh. Awry. Due to the marriage of the law and politics, the U.S. is the only country that votes for prosecutors. I think you're on to something because we are also seeing the same tactics used in politics, now used in our justice system with, for, dude, for anybody that, you know how many people like to come on here and throw around like, oh, you know, our justice system is here to protect people and make sure that there's not a trial by media. Dude, every trial. It's a trial. It's a trial by media. Are you kidding me? There's no way around that. The only way to fix that is to lean into it. You will never lean out of it. The the days of the 1970s and 1980s with these big, high-profile national cases that everyone knew about and wondered what was going on and waiting for it to get their Sun paper, New York Times paper to read about what's going on. Those days are gone, dude. They are never coming back. Ever. Never. There is absolutely no way you are taking billions of phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and everything in between out of the world's hands. That's not happening. Nope, it's not. And I think we just need more transparency now or else you're going to have everybody uh, not having trust for their justice system. Um, I'm not sure if anyone answered you, April, but they do not need to be unanimous. No, they do they not. Like, I think it it depends on the state, but I think it's like 12 or 13 in or something Idaho. like that. Yep. Uh, so in Idaho, the, the goal is 23 jurors with a minimum of 12 voting yes. So at just over 50%. Hmm. Yep. That's at least that's what the law was that I was reading in the Idaho, whatever. I forget what the site's called right now, but it's some .gov site that you can cite different laws and rules and. Yeah, I think they should also always do a preliminary hearing for real. I agree. I agree. And I feel like that's what the, the grand jury was originally meant for was if there was a problem. 
And now it's used as a weapon where the prosecution is like, and that's one thing too. So you know how a lot of people like to say, well, they have a lot more evidence. If they did, why did they convene the grand jury? Just out of curiosity, is there some kind of other factor I'm missing here okay. where a grand jury helps paint the image of guilt that will that will help the prosecution? Or is the grand jury only brought up when there is no evidence? So I know the answer to that. So I was listening to this lawyer and I don't remember her name. She was just on a news thing where she's a practicing lawyer in Idaho and she was talking about the case. And they were talking about the grand jury. And she said she was not surprised at all when they took it to a grand jury. She said that's standard in Idaho, especially with a case like this. Oh. They always go to a grand jury because it's quick. It's easy and it's quick, basically. And I was like, Whoa. whoa, that's horrible. That's a terrible thing to say. No wonder why they have so many problems in their justice system. Yeah. You probably. So th think of. Think of the other factors that this affects. If they always go to grand jury because it's quicker, then that means the cops will start depending on that lack of evidence. That means prosecutors will up their salesman tactics to where they're in front of these jurors yep. and start using techniques to sway them into what they want. I'm just blown away that the prosecutor can even be present. I'm seriously blown away. After reading the intention of the grand jury, I mean, it sounds like back in the days, a lot of times prosecutors weren't there. Uh, that even in some instances, the prosecutors and defense was both there. Like, yeah. it sounds like originally it may have been a good thing. It's just like any good thing. It can be turned into the worst thing. You know what I mean? It can be used as a weapon. Yeah, that's just that's what happened here. Well, it's awful and it needs to be changed because it's unfair and it's not OK, in my opinion. And I think this just adds to the problems that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. I really do. I really do. Yes. And most indictments do lead to a guilty <clears throat> verdict. And I hope that's because the people are actually guilty. I really hope so. It, look, we, we've said it almost every live when we're talking about Idaho 4 and most of our videos, but uh, we hope Brian is guilty. We hope they got it right, because if they didn't, that's a terrifying situation that you're now creating a, a fifth victim here and you're putting public at risk with a killer or killers out in with their freedom with the ability to do these crimes again uh so yes <laughs> yes malia is in sigma chi absolutely what it's only for men uh, but yes, I think Brian could still ask for an ex parte hearing and they've, I think his defense has already had one in the past, mm -hmm. at least one. I think they've had three. Three? Yeah. Yeah. I can't someone, remember. Someone fact check me because my memory is not that good, but I think they've had three. Yeah. Everybody's in Sigma Chi. Everyone. Yeah, you can't have a lawyer if you're called to testify in a grand jury. I know. 
That's odd, huh? If you're called as yep. a witness to testify, you can't have representation. Well, it's it's because you're being um the questions you're being asked are by your peers, not it it should not be by a prosecutor or anyone involved in our justice system. So in that regard, I feel like it makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because technically, based on the what the outline of the grand jury is, it should just be your next door neighbor. You know what I mean? Right. It right. should just be your your fellow Americans asking you questions. And yes, that's exactly what it is, Ali. Is it is one sided, and that's the issue with it. And that's that's why we're highlighting that you know the United States and what is it, Liberia or whatever, um, are the only countries in the world that continue to use grand juries. And here in this article, we were talking about how it was originally formed in England, and they abolished the system, the grand jury system, in 1933, and along with many other countries, abolished it. Um, we're just still here. Yeah. Yeah. And still that, here using it. That's so interesting. <laughs> what, what a more fair system that is by, by saying, uh, if you have enough evidence, we can actually move this straight to trial without doing the prelim. So what that does is creates a situation where police are now focused on getting an overabundance of evidence. How can that be a bad thing? Yeah, I it don't can't know. be. It's impossible. All that does is bring good to the table. That's only a positive thing. We want Gilgo style convictions. We want Gilgo style charges brought against the suspect because the evidence against them is that good. Mm -hmm. That good. It's just wild stuff, man. It blew my mind. My mind is still blown right now. I don't understand it. Uh, and yes, Annette, it is true the FBI returned to the home. We're going to get into that here in just a few. Um, yeah, I, I think that waiving the right to a speedy trial, I, it's neither here nor there for me. I don't, I didn't want it to happen personally. Um, but if it made the most sense to the def defense, then it did. I mean, you know, like a lot of, a lot of lawyers wave it right off the bat. Um, and then you have other lawyers that are like, no, we should just get it done quickly so that, you know, they can't collect more evidence, but say, Anne really feels that Brian is innocent, then they can't get more evidence because he's innocent in their mind. So, yeah. you know, we got to work on building this defense strong enough that it's going to be solid. I don't know. So here's a couple theories with that, you guys. And I know that we're going to talk about the grand jury theories um, with multiple people. Multiple people have brought up the fact that they think the grand jury was just staged in this. And I think there are good arguments around why that isn't the case. Now, with the speedy trial, okay, um, there's a couple different ways that this can be approached. If I was a defense attorney, and I'm not, but if I was, I look at that situation and 
a good example is like you're playing poker against the prosecution in the state, okay? You want them to show their hand or as much of their hand as you can get. So I think one approach and way of doing that is by making it look like you are going to go with the speedy trial and pay attention to the technique and approach that the state or uh, prosecutors are taking to uh, to get ready for the speedy trial and then pull it off the table last minute, knowing what you believe their hand or believe or think their hand would be. You do realize that the prosecution is supposed to give everything, all discovery, everything. They're not supposed to hold anything back. I do. And the defense is the only one that's allowed to hold things back. I mean, it can be agreed upon for things that uh, end up not being in the trial or not being in the case. But yes, I I know. But the 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 big deal is is that wasn't happening. So I think that is why some people have issues with Judge Judge is the fact that Judge Judge allowed the prosecution to hold on to said evidence, right? Said discovery or whatever it's called, the official word for it. Um, without pushing the speedy trial date back. A lot of people did not feel that was very fair. Wasn't fair. I don't think it's fair either, you know? And I think that there are a couple different theories and approaches in this situation. While you have the defense who is trying to get an understanding of the hand of the prosecution in this situation, you also have the prosecution who's pushing back against the defense to see uh, if, if they can get that speedy trial off the table. And I think that's an, I think that ties right into the FBI showing up at the house, because I think based on the FBI showing up at the house, I think the prosecution has changed their approach since they took the speedy trial off the table. And I don't know if you remember this, but I said this from the beginning that the prosecution's whole reason for being up until this point was to get the speedy trial off the table. I think every single thing that they've done was done with the intent of getting speedy trial off the table. Yeah, I think it was too. Um, and now I hear arguments being made that the state actually didn't want them to waive the right to speedy trial. Oh, yes, they did. And I feel 100% yes, they that they did. Where did you I hear that? It's so obvious that the prosecution wanted that off. It is obvious. Like, I very obvious. Just just a few creators, okay? Just uh, talking, saying they now they almost, like, don't trust Ann Taylor now, and they, you know, there's this thing going around right now, guys, where people are, like, anti-Ann Taylor all of a sudden, and they think that the state wanted the speedy trial, and Ann Taylor's, like, she went to the University of Idaho, so she think they think that she's not going to be good for his defense anymore. It's it's a whole thing going around, but huh. like a virus. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I I think here's what I know that defense attorneys are incredible. They're the only ones fighting for rights, okay? In the country, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I heard Bob Mata talking about this because of everything that's going on with Delphi. And I agree with him on that. Defense attorneys really do fight for rights. Like they are the pioneers in that. Yeah. And I think it would just be 
I don't know. I don't want to like disparage Anne's name in any way. I feel like she is a good lawyer. Um, she's got a ton of experience and uh, you really think she's that death penalty certified. And I don't think her going to a university that the victims went to is going to bias her to the point that she is going to automatically assume Brian's guilty just because she went to that same university and has some kind of allegiance to it. Yeah. So here's another thing is Brian was going for his doctorate in, in criminal justice. Okay. So to think that he hasn't had courses and classes around, um, around law and the legal system and collecting evidence to best serve a case, I think would be wild. And, uh, I, I think if Ann Taylor was there doing things that were not beneficial for Brian, I think Brian would pick up on that. You guys, we're not seeing any signs of him being uncomfortable, unhappy, uh, disdain. I mean, there's, they still smile and, flirt and uh you know lock eyes and google eye each other i'm totally joking obviously but is that why his fly was down (laughs) just kidding um it's a total joke but i think we would see signs obviously coming from him he's not a dumb guy he was going for his doctorate he had already uh, completed and worked towards bachelor masters and going for the doctorate. Mm-hmm. I don't think that she's some mole. Is that what they're trying to like? Kind she's of. a mole for the state. Come like, on. like everyone is on the same playing field. Like Ann Taylor, the prosecution and the judge are all in cahoots to bury this guy. I don't think so, man. I really don't. I yeah. really don't. I I feel like that's one of those situations um, where people look. I feel like we should be very careful. Okay, I I never want to tell anyone what to do. I despise that. That's something. It's a pet peeve of mine. We are no authority. Yeah, I I don't like that. So sometimes I'll start to do it by habit because I manage people for so long. But then I'll flip it around. So. I feel like I need to be very careful to make sure that the focus stays on the police and the investigation and the handling of this case and off of Koberger. Koberger is not important. He doesn't mean anything in this. I understand that he's at risk of becoming a fifth victim if he is not guilty. I get it. But what is going to clear him and or prove he did it or did not do it is the total and complete focus on the investigation and the case at hand. So by focusing on him like Brian's a victim because Ann Taylor's a mole and this and that, I I personally feel like that would be a waste of my time. I feel like the only time that I have to spare is digging into the evidence to see what that evidence tells me. Like like Delphi, kind of. Like the whole reason the defense got out their theory of the case is because they feel like their defendant is truly innocent. So they focused on the investigation. Right. Absolutely. All the flaws in the investigation. Absolutely. 
So Ian had a question. Do we know if the defense has the ability to do an independent investigation of the house? If only a state investigates that creates issue of bias. Didn't they go to the house? They did. Yeah. 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 So yeah. one, one interesting thing is I know uh, one detail that people like to throw around about Bill Thompson being there. Um, Ann Taylor was there very early in in the beginning also, you guys. Very, very, very early in Wait, the beginning. Wait, before B BK was? I believe so. Now, don't quote me on that piece, but I believe so. Okay, now I'm yeah. starting to believe the conspiracy theories that she's in cahoots. No, <laughs> no. Get out of here. That's no way. Again, I mean, going back to it, Brian doesn't have a problem with her. Yeah, the defense did not drag it out. The state did. They weren't turning over evidence fast the, enough. Right. They have to have Absolutely. time to go through all of it. Like, they have to dig through all of it, form their theory of the case and their defense. That takes time. Yeah. And there's this idea that that people that believe Brian's guilty are like, well, why, why isn't he, like, standing on the rooftop shouting I'm innocent? You know, look, that is not. That is not a sound defense of your innocence. What is a sound defense is creating an intelligent defense against the charges that the state is saying that you committed, not shouting at the rooftops you're innocent. They need to prove that he had nothing to do with this. I understand mm -hmm. that it shouldn't be like that. I get it. Innocent until proven guilty. I hear you. However, we're dealing with a character assassination case. Yeah. So unfortunately, time. he, the defense needs to prove he didn't do that. And that's why I feel like we need to take control of cameras in the courtrooms. If you get ahead of this, then you wouldn't have to deal with character assassination, in my opinion. I mean, I think they had already spoke ahead of time, Allie. I, I don't think that was an on-the-spot decision whatsoever. Um, that's just my opinion, though. I, it seems like it was something they would have gone over. And I definitely don't think Brian would have waived his right to speedy trial if he did not think it was a good idea. And they had not spoken about their tactics you know like what's yeah. our plan waiving this right what does that mean for you what does that mean for the case like mm -hmm. i guarantee they went through it all yeah um, and he said that actually the judge asked him that question did you speak like with your team or whatever like you know they yeah. do all those questions yeah yeah and just remember the amount of schooling that Brian has on these topics, you guys, on this subject. I understand that law is different than criminology, uh, but they run they they run hand in hand together. So a lot of times when you're learning how to be a proper investigator um, or work in law enforcement, you need to understand how to do that within the bounds of the law. So there is some knowledge of both there and i just don't think that you would be able to just pull one over on him yeah i don't you know think so I mean? either i really don't and that is a fair point that some counties in the country are that way where the what? prosecution usually i don't see that at a case of this magnitude though what uh where the prosecution the defense and the judge are all like friends know each other family maybe yeah. even and they're all working together to get somebody convicted i usually see that on lower levels of court 
uh, where you're dealing with like misdemeanors um, or cases that aren't going to trial. Because yeah. I have experienced that. But in this case, I don't think that's what it is. But yeah, th and, this is a career make or break case. Yeah. yeah. And people were saying that in our in our chat, too, that this case is everything for her career. And for sure. Uh, Bonnie just said she's found and Taylor's found corruption before and got people. Um, basically, she's found yeah. corruption within the police department before, which that's incredible. Yeah, but I think that says a lot too mm -hmm. and you know maybe that's one video we could do as a deep dive into ann, ann taylor, taylor uh yeah. to help um to help give people a, a better understanding of some of that background and what she's done in her career um you know most of lawyers backgrounds and experience are public records so that would help me understand yeah so hey, now the state did send over a photograph of the disk drive. That was one of the most ridiculous things I have ever seen in my life. My life. That's like that's like you guys being like, hey, Brendan, I need that video so we can edit it for you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I sent you a picture of this. It's the video. <laughs> Yeah, real usable. Yeah. Crazy. Ashley Banfield has been a little bit more tame, but she still makes some crazy claims sometimes. Yeah, I know. The whole shouting from the rooftops thing, I, I don't agree with that whatsoever. I think it's kind of ridiculous that people think that a defendant should be shouting from the rooftops, you know, we don't see that in any case, really. And that's because they're listening to their lawyers usually. And the people who aren't end up looking bad. Anything you say can be used against you. Like there's a reason that's, that's said to you when you're arrested. Know that anything you say can and will be used against you. So if you say anything that contradicts anything, if you say anything that makes your character look bad, then your whole character can be brought up in court and people, you'll have character witnesses just to comment. It's like the, it's like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard uh, trial. That's what it would be like if we start bringing that kind of stuff into this is you're going to have people coming in and say, oh, yeah, Brian, we're going to have the girl who got tickled by Brian on the stand talking about how much of a weirdo he is instead of like real evidence. We don't want the character witnesses. We don't want the character assassination or the character fluffing. We want the facts. That's all we want. That's why the, the defense never, ever says my client isn't the type of person who would do this, because then that brought draw that brings to question their character. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just not smart to go out and start shouting from the rooftops. Never smart. <clears throat> Did I say Amber Hood? Did I? Amber Heard, yeah. <laughs> Amber Hood rat. She is a little hood rat. <laughs> sure.
Sure seems like it. Yep, exactly, Heather. The stuff that matters. That's what we want to hear in court. All right, you guys, I'm posting a couple links here because all of our social media is slash Thought Riot Podcast. That's at Facebook. That's at Instagram. That's at YouTube. That's at everywhere and everything all at once, except for Twitter. Twitter is Thought Riot Pod. And uh, so we are slowly building the Twitter up. Twitter is one of the easier platforms to use where you can connect some of the videos and post it and share and things like that. So go ahead and give us a follow on there and we can you can keep up on all the news, the breaking news, the videos that are coming out and everything in between. Yes, that second link is the membership. We have the most members right now than we've ever had in the hundreds. Um, so come hang out, join the fun, and you will be able to get uh, the members' videos. I'm going to be coming out with one of the personal stories about some of my uh, past background stuff, criminal-type behavior that uh, has made me interested in true crime and uh, have the experience that I have today. So that's coming out. We also had another live video that came out uh, a, a week ago or so. And it's a good time. And we love our members. And yeah, come join in the fun. Can you highlight Amber Turd now? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Where is Amber Turd? I love that. I loved when everybody started calling her Amber Turd. I it just it tickles me to a spot that is unreachable by anything else I've ever heard. Like it, I just love it. <laughs> she pooped in his bed. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. One more link, you guys, because this is Discord. Okay, and for those of you that don't know, you I just want to, I know, I just want to clear something up with Discord. Discord is a chat. It is free. There is yep. no money exchanged in Discord. You do not pay to join anything in there. No. It is a group of people that want to engage in continued conversation. We have multiple creators in there. Um, we have a tab or... I don't know if I made it yet. If I haven't made it yet, I'm going to where all creators can post their stuff in there. Okay. We, we are good with promotion in that promotion tab where, you know, you can post your videos. We are one community. Okay. The true crime community is one community. And, uh, that is the invite link right there. So uh, go ahead and join that Discord, and we are in there under Thought Riot Podcast and Brendan and Malia. And just so you guys know, too, we're going to be looking for some help on the podcast. Uh, we have some, and uh, we, we will be looking for others and more and other people that specialize in other things and whatnot. So um, that's where we're going to connect with people who are interested in, in doing more with us. So uh, all positions do have some form of payment to them. We haven't figured those details out yet, but just so you know, um, we just couldn't ask for people to help out without paying something, you know? Um, but yeah, anyways, join on there and we appreciate all you and we'll get back into it here. So 
<clears throat> FBI. Uh, yeah. So Closing statements on. No, I court. just I think the the court hearing, I think the argument from the defense was it was pretty good. I just wish they didn't focus so much on the way the law was written, because I already knew that was going to be a fail from the beginning, um, because that's not what matters uh, to anybody who's been using that, you know, the judge, the prosecution, that's not going to strike a chord. Well, it was written in these general terms and generally it means this, you know, but you've been using it like this for the past hundred years and that's not correct. Like it's not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I think the only way to move forward is to abolish grand juries um, or in this specific case, just take it back to the preliminary hearing. Just do it. Yeah. Make the jump. I mean, everybody is questioning this evidence. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like a solid case. Uh, I just, I feel like that it would be good faith to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> now, it's not going to happen, though. For me, it will not. One thing that I hope to see, and what's interesting is I know we've had a lot of people, I don't know if it's true or not, you guys, but. Um, I've had multiple people, probably in the double digits, like 10, 20 people that have reached out to us and been like, hey, this expert video on this was awesome. I sent it to the defense or, hey, your comment on this was awesome. I sent it to Fry or, hey, uh, this was awesome. I sent it to whatever. So one statement I want to make is if somehow Judge Judge ever sees this, I one thing that I feel like we all want to see is a judge that fights for the law for the people, not for the law for the prosecution. The state and prosecution have the power in all of these situations. They do. They are a part of that blue blood mentality. They are buddy-buddy with the cops, the DA, the prosecutors, the uh, judges, and everything in between. And I think it's really important for us for to be able to take a stand and fight for the people in any given situation. And I would have loved to seen further digging into the questions around the uh, the the defense team's concerns with the grand jury trial. I. I I think he felt like he was being respectful by letting him know, hey, this is a good argument and I will support this argument going up to the Supreme Court. But I do feel like more could have been done there. I really, really, really feel like more could have been done could, for the people. He could have just taken it back to a preliminary hearing. He could have done that. He could have. Yeah. He would have been fully within the law doing it. Yeah. Um, but so I think I, it's too much of a leap. I think it's it feels like too controversial, like Ian was saying earlier, um, like acting like it's going over his head, acting like, you know, oh, I only follow, you know, I only like interpret the law. I don't make them is a thing that they say to avoid accountability, to avoid making that decision that they know would be extremely controversial. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's why I'm saying is, look, their judges are supposed to be for the people. And those are one of the positions that I look up to our, our lawyers, our defense attorneys, our judges. I, I expect these people to be in their position fighting for the general public, for the Americans. And 
Um, you know, in, in situations like this, I feel like it needs to be proven and stated very clearly that, look, I'm not here to help the prosecution. I'm here to defend a potentially innocent person that the state is going to prove yeah. is guilty. And I, I understand that is not how the law has been managed and or ran, but there's no reason why it can't start. I think that is so telling that he came out and said, look, I've heard this argument probably three or four times. Okay, so why in three or four times are I wonder if that's three or four different attorneys, because if you have three or four different attorneys bringing up the same argument, then, hey, let somebody needs to take the charge on this and somebody needs to change how it's done, because if he found that that argument interesting, he I think he feels like there could be something there. Okay, well, if there's not a better time to do it than now when you have somebody that could be potentially put against the wall and fired at, just something to think about for the future, you know? Yeah, um, you know, Bonnie corrected you earlier. So he hasn't heard four arguments in his court. He just means there's four cases like that exists where this has been brought up. Um, which I think is what he said, but it, it's, a, I mean, this whole grand jury thing is not a, a new argument that it's unjust. Like, I don't we think just, so. I'm pretty sure it was him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to go back to watch it to know for sure. But you know, the, I was just showing that. Oh yeah. It's not new. Do you need this? I wanted to just it's show what? I just wanted to mention here again for anybody who's new and like just hopped on is that, you know, the UK abolished the grand jury system in 1933 for this exact reason, because both sides weren't presenting evidence and making their arguments to the grand jury. And it was biased. It was one sided. And that isn't just. And we are one of only two countries in the world that still use the grand jury system. Um, and it isn't being used the way it was intended for, um, where, you know, these grand jurors are people like you and me who can go investigate this case themselves, interrogate witnesses, all the whole nine yards. They can go out and do that stuff and decide, is there really something here to indict this person holding an, a government accountable so that it doesn't become oppressive and also whoa <laughs> also um you know helping get justice for the prosecution for you know a, against the right defendant making sure that indictment is warranted but hey elliot i wanted to say hi sorry that was long-winded you said that a minute ago um but glad to see you uh, everybody remember Elliot is legally blind. So if you are replying to him in the chat, make sure you tag him. So it reads it to him. So he knows you're talking to him, but really glad to see you and hope you're doing well. And hello to everybody else who's hopped on. Yep. All right. Are we ready to get in to Wait. the FBI stuff? What? Okay. So I just wanted to see because that, okay. that matters. To me. I think I've had three or four district judge decisions uh, denying the motion. Yeah. So. What? He just said I have, I've had three or four 
district judges denying the motion? For district judge decisions uh, okay. denying the motion. So he's had three or four. So I've had three or four judge district decisions. Where he's making a judge judgment. Okay. Okay. So FBI, right? Yeah. So I sent you a video earlier that was on the news that was pretty informative. Um, How long is it? I te It was pretty short. I texted it to you. Um, is it in here? No, I sent. I texted it to you. Oh. I thought you would pull it up, but uh, I can do that and email it's okay. it. It's this one. Okay. How long is it? Three minutes. Okay. It's very informative for three minutes. Sure. What is it? Creme? Creme 2 News. K-R-E-M 2 News. And it was posted one day ago. Okay. Do you see it? Oh geez. Yeah. Here it's okay. it shows the house. You right yep. here. Yep. Is that that's it? it? That's it. Okay. Ugh, this has music. Okay, so skip that part. FBI investigators wrap up the first of two days they're spending at the Moscow home where four University of Idaho students were killed nearly a year ago. They're on site today and tomorrow to collect visual and audio data that'll help construct a model of the home. Crime 2's chief journalist Amanda Rowley joining us now live from Moscow tonight, where the FBI has just left for the evening. Well, since the trial for the Moscow murder suspect has been delayed indefinitely, the FBI is taking advantage of this extended time to gather measurements of their own of the home to construct a model. Now, throughout the day, we saw crews gathering images coming in and out of the home and even bringing out what less, what's left over as far as personal belongings and moving them outside. The home where Zana Kernodal, Ethan Shapin, Madison Mogan and Kaylee Gonsalves were killed one year ago, still stands. Today, the plywood securing the windows and door of the house has been removed, and a specialized team with the FBI are on site collecting measurements and images. They launched a drone over the house this morning and appeared to be collecting images using 3D scanning technology. This will all be used to construct a model of the home. We won't learn much more about what the FBI is doing because it's still an ongoing investigation. So I asked Idaho's former state attorney general and county prosecutor, David Leroy, what he makes of this collection of evidence. In this instance, it appears that the prosecutor is going to put some significant emphasis by virtue of a model and uh, videos in terms of helping the jury understand how an alleged perpetrator might have moved through the house to get in, to go to whatever is alleged to be the first crime scene, to pass them to the second crime scene. We noticed investigators are using Faro 3D laser scanners. The company's website says this technology can be used by law enforcement and prosecutors to reconstruct a crime scene and present it in the courtroom. This is 
the diagram of today's courtroom. Everything you see here is measurable. A demonstration video from Faro's website shows a few different ways to present the images, including a flyover view or virtual view of the scene. But most importantly, you can create a specific viewpoint. What did that first responder see? What did that witness see? Or what could the witness maybe not see? from that perspective. It's not clear what version will be used in this case, but Faro's demonstration does give some insight into the possibilities. Now, in the meantime, the house will be re-secured once the FBI is done here as early as tomorrow. Now, the university says it still intends to demolish the home, but it does not plan to do that <clears throat> this semester. Interesting. They said they don't plan to do it this semester. Yeah. That's the end. So I thought that was really interesting learning more about the scanners and exactly what they're going to be doing with it. But they only showed the digital model. Um, they're going to be building literally a physical model that they print, I'm assuming, with like 3D printers. Okay. There's going to be a physical model they can literally bring in the courtroom that is they can the jurors can look at in the courtroom. You know, here, let me let me I want to Okay. So I learned quite a bit. I didn't get to finish it, but I learned quite a bit from somebody who did okay it's duty ron is his channel um i believe he's past law enforcement he had somebody who actually works with these scanners who yeah. used to work for this company um and i've, I've used these scanners before you have mm -hmm, for okay flooring stuff one they're just all automatic everything is all uploaded into a software one thing that they said that i thought was interesting is that it is like a smart thing to do to take these 3D scans when the crime happens. So when the bodies are still there, okay, first responders, like what they see. And then after all of it is cleaned and moved, then come back in to get the evidence, like to scan it without all of that there. So then you have that additional layer. Okay. So what are your thoughts on this? I'm not sure... I'm I, not quite sure I what to think. I immediately go to... They don't have enough? No, no. I immediately go to, I think they're changing tactics now. I think this is the prosecution potentially changing tactics. And uh, because we've seen a lot of people come out. A lot of content creators have come out and said, why now? Why wouldn't this have been done already? Well, if they didn't need this evidence for their original tactics around a speedy trial because they were going to lean into character assassination and a different approach, they now have the time to change that tactic to something that might be more reliable, proven more reliable, or something that ha is more evidence-leaning. I, I don't know. I I don't know if there's something shady to it. Has this been done by the local law enforcement and not FBI? And now this is the FBI coming in to, to verify this. I, I don't know. I think it could be either one of those. Yeah, they did it. They did do measurements early on in the case. They did. Um, 
now i is this to get was it not good enough was it, it not high enough resolution i i don't know um but I thought that was interesting on Duty Ron's channel talking about how it could be beneficial to do it before and after to get an additional layer. Um, I wonder if they're changing if the tactics FBI as did well. It before I think it was local before. Then, then I would assume this is something completely different. That it is not a two layer. Hmm. Because if it was a two layer, you would just repeat the same process. To have a more in-depth model. But if the FBI didn't do this before, which to my understanding they did not, the FBI has not been involved except to uh, manage or uh, to, uh, to check and verify the evidence that local has given them. They've been the science help, essentially. How do you think this helps with pinning it on brian though well i don't think it does i i don't necessarily think that i'm not 100 percent bought in that the, it is being pinned on brian um i think Supporting. that there are people that believe that he's guilty hopefully i'm saying how but. does this support his indictment his charges how does this support the theory that he is the one that did this well it it okay so if i go down a tinfoil rabbit hole here and say let's let's just pretend for a second that um that co that they're setting up koberger okay let's just go down this rabbit hole to, that they're all setting up koberger multiple people involved and they're put they're pinning it on him um, it having this 3d modeling will give them the ability to run tests on the crime scene to find out how he could have done it in under eight minutes and hmm. then backfill evidence to verify that. But again, that I'm, I'm just going down that possible theory. I don't think that's the most likely theory because I think one or two, Officers in reality could change the whole dynamic and, and exterior facing look of a case to make it look like it's a conspiracy. And that's more likely than a whole town being against one guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. Do you think there's a chance that they're investigating somebody else too, though? I. I would hope so. I hope so. Otherwise, they're not doing their job. Yeah, I don't think they can prove. I don't. I don't think they can prove anything by just having a 3D model of the house that is specific to Koberger. Now, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense about the time, them figuring out, running tests, seeing, you know, how quickly someone could get in and out and do and commit this crime. Um, and obviously, it would be helpful to have all the blood splatter, you know, all of that evidence in one 3D model that you can look at and, and you know, it helps form a better theory. I, I it guess, does. When it you, does. When you have it there forever, which is, I guess, nice that they're going to have this there forever. Even if the house, get, house gets demolished, we still have a copy of the crime scene, like down to the letter. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is nice. For uh, let's say if something happens and they go out to appeal later on, um, you know, that's going to be beneficial for all of those things. Now, I do know that uh, in 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 science around investigations and crime scenes, it is super beneficial to be able to recreate the crime, right? So maybe they'll go to a warehouse and run tape on the ground to mimic the crime scene based on measurements, have somebody run in, you know, okay, so this is slash one slash two stab three. You know what I mean? And recreate that like Dexter. Yeah. We need, we need Dexter on the case guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have a Dexter costume. Um, so I think we should pull up what CH just sent us on discord. Yeah. Um, it's sure. the first Pharaoh scan that they okay. did. Thank you for sending that, CH. That's that's great. I, I did hear that they did it initially, too. Uh, I just don't know if it's the FBI or if it is... Yeah, does this tell us? No. no. Do you have a link, CH, to tell us like who conducted the first scan, if it was local uh ellie or if it was the fbi or because i feel like that matters who who did it initially yeah they can't they can't recreate it to a t as far as the survivors um but they can recreate the way they found it uh, like when the first responders walked in, where the bodies were, where the evidence was, things like that. They can recreate that. Yeah. Yeah. Pharaoh is a, is a subcontracted company. Right. Right. But is that always FBI or can the Moscow PD subcontract them in? And if that's yeah, the case, they then the com- they could probably use both scans first and what FBI wanted and put it together. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I didn't think of that. I didn't realize that it was a subcontracted company. So yeah, it was a private team, but defense. So the defense ordered a Pharaoh scan. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. They they're, they're the company that actually comes and does it. I thought though, are, are they just the developer? So like you just purchase like this guy here. Yeah. He doesn't look like a law enforcement officer. No, he doesn't. He just looks kind of thin for law enforcement, but yeah. Hold on. Let me look. Yeah, Cozy. And I I agree with you. Um here. I I think that we're seeing a change in tactic. I just have a feeling that's what's going on here is, um, you know, I, I've said it, I, we were just talking about this just a little bit ago. And I truly believe that the prosecution's only concern 
for all these case hearings that that we've been watching and and following and tracking is that they were coming to court with the intention to get that speedy trial thrown out. I think they see the cracks, okay? And that's why they're playing dirty. Anybody that thinks that Brian Koberger is guilty or innocent, there is no way you can look at what the prosecution is doing and not think they're playing dirty. It is not common to have to request uh, discovery or evidence that many times, double digits amounts of times. That is not common uh, in most cases. And um, I think that was their tactic every day that they came in to get that speedy trial thrown out. Now that they got it thrown out, they got what they want. They can now change to a more reliable tactic and be able to backfill the evidence to further substantiate that uh, approach. Or at least that's what I believe. At least that's what I believe. Oh, they, they absolutely contract out. They contracted at, well, I don't have confirmation of this, but. If what we talked about in our DNA video is correct, based on the information we've seen, that they used, what was that Texas company? Uh, Othram. Othram. That they used Othram. So Othram has been, over the last year or two, closing cold cases left and right, you guys. Just bam, 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 one after another. I think us alone has have covered... Uh, cold cases getting solved like five times on our breaking news stories. And they are all from Othram. I didn't know that until later, but they are all from Othram. Now, uh, Othram, we believe there's no confirmation of this. There is nothing in paper confirming this, but we believe that they used Othram uh, in this open case, which would have been the first time that Othram was being used. That's subcontracted. Now, I also believe, based on what we were watching around ISP's lab, that they actually have subcontracted people in there. I don't know... I don't know if you would consider it subcontracted or contracted individuals. They might be contract workers in ISP's lab. I don't remember right now, but I, I'm positive they contract work out. Uh, what? I So what I'm thinking, guys, is that Pharaoh trains teams how to use their tech. Okay, so I think there are companies that get subcontracted out that use the Pharaoh equipment and go to crime scenes and are paid to use it and and give them that data. I I'm trying to figure out exactly but how it works. This dude does not look like a law. Yeah, I think he's officer. a part of a team oh, that is subcontracted oh, is what I think. Uh, but I'm trying to figure that out. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I have a major concern with contracting out um, investigative material. I don't think it's okay. I do not think it's okay. I think that our justice system should be able to be self-supported and serving without the capitalism baked into it like uh, the rest of America. You know what I mean? But, you know. I feel like that's high hopes. That's more than likely not going to be the outcome in any situation. But uh, it 
I guess it's nice because that gives an equal opportunity to a defendant to have that work verified, I guess. I don't know. I guess I would need to see the the sub so when the you, small print around that. So when you go to the FARA website, you go under industries, then law enforcement. Yeah, just pull it up. Pull it up. It's just pharaoh.com. So go to industries, then go down to law enforcement. You're not under industries. You're under applications. Wow, this is not a user-friendly website. Who designed this? They need me. Law enforcement. This is horrible. Then. What? Go down. Which you can read that if you want. Um, better forensic investigation for law enforcement. Faro ensures accuracy in crime scene forensics. When collecting evidence from a crime scene, investigators race against the clock. Each passing moment makes evidence contamination more likely. Plus, in the case of a crash, there's pressure to reopen roads quickly. Pharaoh scanners dramatically reduce the time needed to capture any scene and help investigators stay safe. Word. Yeah. So go go down. Okay. Keep going. And look, see, crime scene analysts, um, prosecutors, look, it literally says win more cases. Capitalism. Yep. So, yeah. So I clicked on that. Okay. Forensic analysis and pre-incident planning. Dig digitizing crime scenes and structures with 3D reality capture solutions. Quickly capture every detail of a crime scene for thorough investigation, reconstruction, and legal prosecution. Also, understand the structural and positional details of a building for safety planning purposes. So, yeah. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> Accurately visualize any scene or building with Faro. Maybe you're under pressure to capture complete accurate views of the crime scenes you investigate or reconstruct. Or maybe you need to digitize the details of a building in order to develop a safety plan for emergencies. Either way, you probably know that 3D reality capture technology will do the job well. But you don't have the time to learn how to use complicated equipment. And you have to know the investment will be worth it. At Faro, we understand these concerns. Our forensic analysis software and solutions for pre-incident planning development make it easy to gather the data you need, visualize it for thorough analysis, and even present it with the CSI effect that today's juries expect. Man. The CSI effect. Ooh. Like magic. Okay, They just so need a good salesperson that travels the U.S. and goes to law enforcement uh i sells it i find this interesting they they're talking about the speed of scanning okay so here's the explanation that we got from the news that they're doing this now because koberger waived his right to a speedy trial now they actually have time to do it because yeah. it takes months so yes they can scan it in two days but it's going to take months to analyze this data and come up with this 3d model Okay, they're advertising it so fast. I mean, I guess 
to reopen the building, but that doesn't really matter. And honestly, they had a lot of time to get this done in my mind. I don't feel that, like they had to wait for a speedy. And apparently they already scanned it before, according to you guys uh, and CH who sent us that picture. They've already done it. Yeah. So what? Yeah, it was one of the scans for a defense or was there law enforcement there both times? Where, that just where, doesn't make sense. But reliable post-sale support. So this is what makes me think that they they specifically, Pharaoh doesn't subcontract. They just sell their equipment. Rest assured that Pharaoh provides immediate support to minimize downtime as well as an no. ongoing training for your expanding team. It said up there <clears throat> what? that they did that people do come out. Yeah, they train your team. It doesn't sound like they subcontract. No, it, it said if you don't have time to learn technical products or whatever. What I don't remember where that was. Yeah, but that was like a two second. Like, that was literally one comment. And then all of their support that they provide, nowhere do they list that they come out and do it themselves. That you get post-sale support and training. And they even have like a Pharaoh Academy. I would go to products and support to find out. Oh, jobs. Okay. That's a good idea, actually. Customer service technician. Hmm. I would look at the job description. <clears throat> ah, inside sales specialist. Inside. So they do all telesales? Ugh. Yeah, I think duty laser service technician. I think duty Ron did say it was the FBI doing it. Better, more insightful, and more powerful. Okay, associate's degree in electronics, one year in electronics assembly, one year. Okay, ability to use work from checklist, diagrams, schematics, perform essential upgrades, including replacement of surface mount components, install PCB. Analyze units and diagnose electronic failures. Okay. So I know that they repair, mm. that they claim that they maintain your equipment for you. They do repairs. They service it regularly. Hmm. I think the FBI bought this equipment and that I think they, they are the ones probably doing it. Interesting. Okay. Japan. Hmm. Weird. Okay. Yeah. So I, I still go back to, I think it's the prosecution changing their approach well we know that bill can uh have the fbi at a witness's house yeah in a day yeah so clearly he has ties yeah where he can call favors like that 
that could be a law enforcement yeah officer i think it's literally the fbi and that one guy who was shorter i mean that was for the defense so that could have been a subcontracted team originally for the defense that came out and did it yeah but this this one i think it is the fbi themselves they just have some people who are trained in it i mean this looks like updated uh tech anyways where's that picture at good point yeah yeah it does look different this tech is different Maybe it's, it's a cause different unit completely. Well, also, they're creating a 3D model, a, a model you can hold in your hand, which makes me think that is for the prosecution. That's what makes me think it's for them, because I think they want to bring this model of the house literally in the courtroom. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that explains being there twice, though. Well, once for the defense, once for the prosecution is what I'm thinking. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. Is that an FBI officer right there? No, that's well, there local. Well, there was local there, too. Yeah. That's local there. I was just hoping to get confirmation, like visual confirmation it's FBI. You know? Yeah. They're from Washington, okay. Yeah, because it's definitely different tech. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be interesting if they went to the Sigma Chi house. Well, they did send a drone up and do scans from above, um, and they did it in the surrounding areas. Um, they didn't just focus on the house. No, really yeah okay i don't know where all the drone went but yeah they did the surrounding of the house too okay yeah that's interesting oh wow the prosecution is going to make 3d visual goggles for the jury to watch through to walk through probably walk through the home and the crime yeah. scene can you imagine feeling like you're literally there with the victims yeah i hope people can turn it down and say no if they don't want to yeah that's gonna be crazy super crazy mm -hmm. <clears throat> Somebody said they, they heard that the defense did it right after it happened. Yeah, we know the FBI was on the scene in the first few days. Yeah. Um, I think it was literally the day after. I'm assuming that they were local because of some other crime going on. Yeah, I would like to ask him some questions. He does go on duty Ron all the time from what I saw, too. I'll have to check out Duty Ron's channel a little bit more. I haven't watched him much, but I, I enjoyed this past one where they explained it. Yeah. So, what, yeah. Are, what are some of the other theories that, that people are saying around the FBI? 
Is it is it just the harsh judgment of you had all this time to do it before type thing? I think so. I th yeah. I think that's the general narrative. Uh, see, for me though, I I don't see the FBI as the problem here. I want the FBI to come in. I feel like the problem is local police. Yeah, I mean, every case that is going on right now that has a major problem got the FBI kicked out. Yeah. Gilgo, Delphi, Moscow wasn't, the FBI wasn't heading the investigation in Moscow. Uh, Delphi, they straight up got kicked out. One guy got murdered from the FBI. Yeah. Um, which is insane. It is. Uh, Gilgo, they were kicked out because of the local law enforcement's corruption. Like, I don't know. I just, I think that we have more evidence that the FBI would be more helpful than harmful. Um, yeah. Now, the FBI was there from the beginning. Yeah, they absolutely but, were. But they, they just, weren't the lead in the case. <clears throat> that makes That makes a difference. And I, I know some people have said from the very beginning, like FBI has been involved. But in my opinion, based on looking at Gilgo style evidence, there there's a very big difference between this investigation and Gilgo style investigation where they were quick to jump here very quick to jump here uh and, and gilgo the fbi sat back and let rex incriminate himself over and over and over and over here they did not let that happen even though he was out of state was out of the moscow area you know um and i wonder if that's why partially the fbi wasn't involved because they didn't agree with the direction that the investigation was going i think that's very possible yeah, it is possible. And I think it's very easy to use the FBI as a crutch because the FBI isn't perfect. I'm not I'm not writing the FBI's back here. Um, I think they have problems just like any other agency has problems. And it's very possible that they could have problems in this case or other case. Like, you know, that it's just as likely to have problems in the FBI as any other law enforcement agency however in every other case that's going on right now the fbi has been a helping hand not a hurting hand and right now in local law enforcement we're questioning officers problems we're seeing very weird stuff from pain statements and being an expert in cell phone in uh, DNA, in some of those statements from pain not lining up like they should. We're seeing, uh, we have Tolson that has been proven to break the law to get a conviction. So in this case, I, I welcome the police. I mean, the FBI, I'm sorry. I welcome the FBI. Yeah, um, but... Bill Thompson's connections to the FBI make me a bit concerned. Um, so, yeah, that's true. The FBI was in town for that big drug bust. And, yes, it was right after the two girls' moms. That's basically what our drug theory video is all about. Yeah. Um, and it is 
wild. It is wild information. Uh, it's, it's just odd. It, it seems all too coincidental. Uh, some of the walls and part of the floors have been removed. That seems pretty standard, but does yeah. that make it harder to get the 3D scan accurate at all? I don't think so. I think that they would have been able to uh, fill those areas to fill those areas in, I'm sure. Uh, so state hey. called on FBI too quickly to jump on Vargas. It is sus. What's up, occult rejects? Welcome, welcome. What two cases have very shady DNA? I mean, Koberger, I know, but what's the other? For who? Who said that? The occult rejects. The the com the comment you just highlighted. Yeah. The fact that Bill could just make a phone call and have the FBI go to a witness's house to question her is wild to me. I really wish we could hear Vargas talk on that so badly. I know. I know. I think there are some questions that need to be answered there, especially since seeing that court hearing where Bill was like a, a little kid in trouble on camera. And stuttering when before he was all chest puffed out and, and being a jerk. And then he comes in after that and he's like, well, judge, I don't know what to say or how to say it with these cameras here, you know? Right. It was funny. Mm -hmm. it, was funny. it was really awkward. It was super awkward. Yes, absolutely. Oh, you're saying Gilgo has shady DNA evidence? Oh gosh, the the wife's DNA. I mean, it looks to me it looks shady for the wife, but gosh, all that evidence they have against Rex Hurman, I don't think there's any way. I think we're missing people if anything. Yeah, I think there could be more people involved. Yeah, his brother potentially that his, police his officer wife from potentially, Brooklyn. yep. The pr police officer from Brooklyn potentially. Yes. Yeah, the police officer from Brooklyn, whoever that is, that we've now heard three different occasions. Yep. I agree. I agree. Wait, this isn't the first quad homicide of U of I at U of I. I didn't know that specifically the university right i know there were back-to-back -back quad homicides in idaho with right the coburger and then major john yeah kelly right i major think it was john major kelly. john kelly yeah yeah that was a neighbor thing yeah i mean he went in the house and hunted them literally yeah but yeah yeah. After after shooting the first two people that opened the door, which was the grandpa and the mother, uh, he then proceeded into the house and hunted the two boys. It's just horrible. So who? What was the other quad homicide? Uh, Ch. I. It's just. It's crazy. It's crazy. There is a Quad City Drug Task Force based in Washington covering Moscow and two or three other Washington goon areas. Moscow hates them. Allegedly, they are the Cowboys. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, totally agree. There's more people involved in Gilgo. Yeah, yeah we. There's gotta be, dude. <sighs> So we yeah. we talked about it on uh, on uh, 
was it Monday? Monday, Monday. Yep. So we talked about it on Monday and those statements coming out with that private investigation uh, around the wife and how she owes Rex everything. It is. Oh, man. How complicit is she? You know what I mean? Like looking the other way, complicit or like helping him hide it. And her hair's on three of them. With the new statements from witnesses, I think it's it's very possible she was helping him hide it and knew all along. Because originally I was questioning, like, how did, after she heard these descriptions, saw these, especially knowing, okay, that that girl was at her house. Karen forgot her was at her uh, house and just identified, like, I don't know. I know, I know. All the other situations now come into question. Did she see these women popping up on the news and remember seeing them before? If Even if she didn't know he was killing them and thought that he was just, you know, hooking up with them, wouldn't your wheels start to turn? Like, oh, yeah, I remember him hooking up with that girl and that girl and that girl and that girl. Uh, yeah. Should, should there have been a call in? Yeah. Right. Right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Wait, no way, Pebbles. In two different instances involving professors committing murder or being murdered. What? You should write that down. We we got to look into that. That's worth looking into. Because I know there's the professor theory. We haven't touched anything even close to that before. Um, we're going to we're going to fully invest into the 4chan theory and close that out before we go into any other theory, but the professor theory I think is worth talking about. I really do. I've seen some good evidence and uh, there are people that are saying that this professor was out to get him and things like that. I think it's worth looking at. I really do. I really do. I'd be curious to see this professor's background, um, like fraternity background, things like that. Because Sigma Chi has some bodies around it. It it has some bodies around it. And uh, multiple people who ended themselves. Um, multiple very questionable situations of unsolved members ending. Um, it's just more than normal. Could it be because they're a, a big-time party fraternity, so they are more at risk than your average student? Sure, that's always a possibility, but uh, it, it still needs to be answered to. And I know a few years ago, there was uh, a group of people that was pushing for Sigma Chi to close nationally, yeah. close it all down, the whole thing, everything. Yeah, we're going to dig into Sigma Chi this week. So they can't they can't risk more bodies under them for any reason, any reason whatsoever. You know, what's interesting. I don't want to go too far off topic here, but with the Delphi case, and I, I'm probably going to talk about it again this Friday. Um, Richard Allen is regaining his health. Yep, dude. So come on. So Bob Mata said that he seemed the same. And then I heard murder sheet say that he seemed healthier. Dude, I've seen pictures of him from the hearing. Yeah. He is way healthier. Yeah, he has gained he quite a bit of weight. He and he's he's walking. He's looking, he's looking more alert. 
Apparently, he, when he, he walks, has a fat head, and I I'm not like trying to talk trash. He he just has a big head, dude. Like it's a very round head. That's just you know a, a trait of his. Um, and when all that stuff was going on, and we seen him drooling on himself, he was a skeleton. Thank you, Pebbles. A complete skeleton. Now his head is like going back to what some of the pictures were that we saw before. Thank you, CH. I just want to mention that because they're looking to send it to us. That would be awesome. Yeah, we appreciate that. I'll type the email in the chat just in case. Uh, or you can send it on Discord. And don't forget, guys, we got that investigations tab to keep information and sources from getting lost in Discord. Yes, it's yes. more of a forum. And anyone can post in the investigations tab in the Discord too. Any cases. And if there's a case that you want us to look at, uh, you can post it in there and say, you know, please investigate, please look at whatever, and we'll dig into it. So absolutely. Yeah, you can ma absolutely make case suggestions there. Um, and just so everybody knows, because I've heard some people saying they thought Discord was charged like that you have to pay you do not no. it's absolutely a hundred percent free always and forever yeah it is always free. my shoe <gasps> there's there so, is no payment so joanne i'm curious why do you think ann taylor won't fight for him anymore because i i do hear that going around i just don't know why people think that all of a sudden and hi, Joanne. Good to see you. Yeah, and and Allie, um, I, just because we're gonna cover the the professor theory doesn't mean we believe in that theory. Just like the drug theory, uh, the four chan theory, the approach that we take here at Thought Riot is if there's a theory out there and a theory that has any sort of roots to it, we're gonna talk about it and we want to investigate it and we believe that being able to have these theories to look at side by side, right? To look at one video and say, okay, let's look at the evidence on the drug theory video. Bam. Now let's look at the evidence on this 4chan theory video, or let's look at the evidence of the professor uh, theory and which one makes the most sense after looking at the evidence for these theories, you know? And we're doing it with John Benet right now too, going through going through theories by suspect, um, just so they're out there, so it can be seen and watched and known, and people can come to their own conclusion of what they feel like is the best potential theory. And somebody asked, I'm sorry, some oh yeah, it was it was you also, uh, Allie, but the Linda Lane audio, yes. Yes, we have heard the Linda Lane audio. Um, there's so much of it out there, and there's so much. I know. I don't know what's real and what's fake, so it's it's hard. Um, I did see something recently posted by a, a relatively small creator that um, she apparently enhanced it and enhanced it and enhanced it again and again. And it, it sounds like a bunch of jumbling stuff, but she had subtitles of what she hears. And it all sounds 
like from what she's saying, it says, which I couldn't personally hear. I, I have to have you listen to it, honestly. Okay. Uh, it, it sounds like some grand conspiracy and it sounds literally like the frats are planning a murder. And I'm like, is this so, real? So I'm not sure. If I can get my hands on that original Linda Lane footage that was leaked, I know that there was a like a Google uh, Docs type thing out there where you could download the original. I would love to have that and then enhance it myself. Um, we I do we do all of our editing between us um, and yeah and um, I would love to do the enhancements myself. I gotta go to the bathroom again. Okay. Too much caffeine. Yeah. I mean, Sigma Chi's got not such a great track record around the country. And yeah, it was shut down at other universities. They wanted to shut down the whole thing, though. Kathy Mabbitt is, yes, the coroner. She's also in the Lions Club. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking about masonry with this. Um, it's it's basically essentially just another fraternity is what it is. And I'm sure they got secrets. I just, I don't know if that's like a, a rabbit hole worth going down, though. Because those people are never going to talk. Like, you're never going to get anything out of it. Unless somebody's literally like boots to the ground infiltrating them you know what i mean which i'm sure is similar as what happened with the with sigma chi if they were involved in any way they probably couldn't get anywhere with them yeah all all defense attorneys are paid by the state though i don't think that means that much like it, I don't think that means that they're going to do what's in the state's best interest. Like, I have a lot of respect for defense attorneys. And, you know, in one of our recent videos, I called out Nancy Grace because she said she didn't know how Ann Taylor could look at herself in the mirror defending Brian Koberger. And that, to me, was just absolutely disgusting. Like, what a disgusting thing to say. Because defense attorneys are absolutely needed. And nobody knows for sure whether Brian is guilty or innocent. Nobody knows that for absolute fact. Yeah, you got to be careful for people that are trying to cause drama. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but I don't think that's what's going on right now. But yeah, right. That could totally be what's going on right now you that think... people are trying to cause drama. So look, cops want. Law enforcement wants the public's help when they want it. And then they they don't want us to look at anything they're doing after they don't want our help anymore. So would it be smart if I'm trying to get separation from the, the online community asking questions into the cops to start targeting the defense? Hmm. Wouldn't that be a smart tactic? To me, that sounds genius. That's a good point. Hey, we we need to we need to put uh we need to put focus off of 
our investigation off of the prosecution, off of our, uh, our, uh, like our side of the argument. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I just I have a lot of respect for defense attorneys. Do I think there's situations where they could be compromised? Yes, but in this this kind of case, I don't. Only because it's a higher level of court than just like your average traffic court or, you know, where where you walk in the courtroom, they're like, here's your attorney. You talk for two seconds, then you go plead like that kind of situation. I've been in those before. Um, those kind of attorneys, I mean, it's kind of like a revolving door and they're all like working together constantly. Like, cause that's kind of the worry right now with Delphi. Okay. Is the judge picked defense attorneys that she works with every day in her County. Yeah. That she thinks make my job easy for me. Right. And I'll do the so, same for you. So I think this that's a situation that I'm concerned about with those specific attorneys. With Ann Taylor, she's got a lot of history. Um, you know, I saw Bonnie earlier, which I think we need to do a whole video and we just need to dig into Ann Taylor's background to see what we can find. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's impossible that she's compromised. I'm not saying that. But I, I don't think it's very likely. Yeah, I think it's unlikely. I think it's unlikely. Because look, Ann Taylor and the prosecution went head to head. We've seen on two or three different occasions, they were not happy with each other. And you could clearly see that from the body language, the tones, they were the tonality they Calling were talking each other with. out. Yeah, straight up coming at each other's throats. Okay. So it that wouldn't happen. If they're in cahoots. No, she wouldn't be saying there was misconduct by the prosecution. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think that would happen if she wasn't fighting for Brian. Um, did you read this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ashley, just send us an email or, or hit us up in Discord. I saw you posting that you would want to help out. Um, yeah. Just send us an email and we'll talk. Oh. Hey, Riddler. Yeah. Coming in hot. We appreciate that. Having fun and learning new angles. Us too. Yeah. So it, I, I, people leave a lot of comments that I think they mistake my confidence for like needing to always be right. Mm. And uh, what's interesting is when I'm on here, I am learning way more from our viewers than I think that I know. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I think people just mistake my confidence for me needing to be right because I'll be the first one to tell you, I know nothing, zero, nothing. So we got an answer on who the arsonist was, Paul D. Matovich from for... CH. Here, he, he goes into some more right here. He was accused of only of setting a fire at Chrisman Hall, I'm assuming, one of the three blazes that preceded the fatal blaze at, I don't even know how to say that, Galt something. Yeah. Uh, October 19th, it was in the Galt blaze that the three students perished. That's horrible. Did you write it down? Yeah. Okay, for follow-up? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
Yeah, Angel, that is, uh, I don't know if I finished my statement for Riddler, but uh, we appreciate you, Riddler. We yes. always love having you here. You always send good messages with you update do. information and things like that. And uh, you are exactly the type of person we're looking for in our community. So we we appreciate you for that. Yes. Um. So where was I? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a great question. That is a great question. But you guys, one, one thing is, is while that is a good question, if I was in the frat and I did this crime, I wouldn't have the sheath or the knife anywhere near me. They would be gone. They would be eeny, meeny, miny, mo. that tree there dug and, and, and buried under it so that the tree grows over the knife is what I would do. I know Malia wants me uh, to do how I would do this crime video. I know A.R. Hayes has done one. Um, I, I'm sure he's phenomenal. I haven't watched a lot of him. Only a little, little, tiny, baby amount of him. Not because of who he is, just because my editing and I work a full-time job. So I don't, I don't get to watch a lot of content. Um, but, uh, so I haven't watched that video. So if I do that video, it would be interesting to do it and then watch his video to see how it aligns. Oh yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Heather, I saw you asking if we saw the, the X or Twitter account, one, one, two, two King road, uh, clue. I haven't seen it, uh, but I'll, I'll go check it out. It says it's a, a musical documentary. What? Yeah, I don't know. Odd. I, I haven't seen it. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> Strange, but okay. Oh, Joanne's in the bathroom right now. Gotcha, Joanne. Quick thought riot break, huh? Yes. <laughs> That's okay. I just took a bathroom break, and I didn't wash my hands. Ew, why would you even... Yuck. I use hand sanitizer. I washed them, all right? Okay. As long as you did hand sanitizer. Hand sanny for the win. Michael! Yeah, there you are. <laughs> yeah, Nancy Wayne Gracie. Nancy Wayne Gracie. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was so funny. I don't, I don't know who said that, but they had me dying. Hilarious. Wait, who? Who spoke out about that night? What? Uh, Heather was saying something. Wait, isn't that Heather? No, Jennifer. Hmm? What are you talking about? You're like way up. And did you read the article with some girl named Madison Moy? It's not a new article. It's old from the beginning. And then she continues here. She is a sorority sister of Maddie and Zana. And I just find it weird that not only does she live behind 1122, but she's the only one to speak out publicly about that night. Let me look That's up her name. Interesting. Write that down. Yeah, because I haven't found anyone to speak out about. Oh, oh, wait, I do know who you're talking about. I do. Did you write it? Yeah. Okay. 
across the field from say she went out for a smoke. Yeah, Mark, uh, I I forget her name too, but that was some drama around that dot. stuff. Uh, dot, yep, dot. Yeah, dot. she's a fake. Yeah. Yeah. Malia mods chat. She does mod the chat 100%, but uh, Malia has good input. I, I feel like we're a good pair because I'm like logical to a fault where I disconnect. I like, I don't, I don't take into account the human aspect or human emotion as much as I should. And I feel like you do that a lot. So like we land in the middle. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I think he was just saying hi to us and the mods, but. Oh, fine. probably. There's no mod. Right over my head. I'm the only mod. Yeah. <laughs> well, for. And soon we're going to have robots. Yeah. Where's the beef in the fridge? I think the cut fingers. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think with the FBI stuff? So closing this out and we'll, we'll touch on another topic. So I, I think it, I think it could have some questions here, but not a lot. Like it's not that surprising to me. Thank you. The occult rejects. It's, it's not, I really appreciate that. We both appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. We're we're gonna I know you reach out to us and I I you can vouch for me. I'm still trying to catch up on editing. Like I am so far behind that I haven't been able to reach out to anybody. So we've had a lot going on. A lot <laughs> behind Just one after another yeah. after another. And I'm usually finished with the week's worth of editing yesterday. We both usually are done by now. And I'm not. Yeah. I'm not today still. And I will still have some tomorrow. And that's bad because we record on Fridays. So. Yep. I promise I will get back to you. I promise. I promise. Um, Brendan, don't give them ideas. I know. Uh, that so, isn't that the truth, though. What? <laughs> You can't give people ideas. <laughs> what idea did I give this? Time? I don't know. I don't know what ideas you gave. I know. We, the, it, the whole true crime community, uh, maybe they were talking about law enforcement, but the whole true crime community, it, it's funny how people like to take ideas without giving shout outs or anything. I know, and we got, like, our butts reamed for not giving a shout-out, like, the first time, like, when we were still new, I think you forgot, and somebody got super offended, so, and, and then we really, like, I don't know, got comfy in our spot, yeah. you know what I mean, like, and figured out exactly our direction, we're like, we want to be really supportive of everybody. Like Dude, we, we were there's no reason not to give a shout out no, to people, even when zero. you borrow an idea. Okay, like uh the AR Hayes, he came out with that video. That's a great idea. If I make a video 
talking about how I would have done this crime. You better believe I'm going to be like, yo, I we got this idea from A.R. Hayes, and it's an awesome, interesting idea. So shout out. You should watch the video after this. See how we compare, because I haven't watched his video. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it takes a half of a second. I don't know. I don't want to complain anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand the not shouting out, though. I think people want, I don't know, their information to be exclusive. Or they're, territorial, they're, worried that, I don't know. Yeah, but there is no territory anymore on this internet, you know, reality. It, there is nothing exclusive anymore. Quarterly. Information is free. Quarterly. So every three months, there are hundreds of billions of views. So for people to feel like they're worried there's not enough space for everyone, that's just not possible. That is not possible at all, period. Okay, so with the FBI stuff, all right? So <clears throat> I don't think there's anything major here. Is it a little bit weird? Yeah, I think it's a little bit weird. But what are some of the factors that could have caused this? One, they have new tech. We see the difference in pictures, right? Let me borrow real quick. So um, we see the newer updated tech here. And this is the this is the old tech. These are two different machines all together here. Can you zoom in on that other machine? Because um, what if it's just turned this, sideways? It's not. It's not. I can see the camera, this 360 camera here. Mm. Okay. I believe it is a different machine altogether. And then we have the new machines here. Very different. Very different. Hmm. And uh, and what's interesting on this machine is I believe the cameras are actually on this side. The sides of sure? the short. I think so. I think so. I could be Thought wrong. thought it was in the center. I could be wrong. Let me see if there's another one. It could be in the center. I, yep, you're right. So, oh no, it is on that side. What? Well, Look at this one. Why else is she looking at? Oh, like, I don't know. Look at this one, though. I'm curious. Yeah, but it could still be recording on the sides, you know? Okay. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it's a 360 camera. We're both right, and there's a camera oh. on every side. Oh, maybe. <clears throat> totally possible. Um, but. I don't see a major red flag here. One, and it it could be you guys too. I might have a little bit of bias here and I understand that, right? And everyone has bias. You just got to be aware of it. But I feel like the FBI is a safer bet in this case. I feel like locally, they have too many ties to the college. There is too much financial gain to be made between law enforcement and the college. I feel like they don't have enough. Uh, they don't have enough experience for a case of this magnitude with uh, this much intellect from the suspect to be able to control the crime scene with no DNA in this way, right? Whether it's a cleanup or whether it's something else, I just don't think they have the experience to deal with this. And I feel like the FBI does, and I could be wrong in that, but 
I feel like the FBI has saved the day in the last few big cases with Gilgo coming in and finally closing it after you had, what was it? Was it a DA or was it a chief or whatever that was being invested by the FBI for tax evasion or tax fraud or something like that? So they wouldn't let the FBI come in and do the investigation. Once they were able to come in, they closed it with insane amounts of evidence. But uh, that could be my bias, you know, why I look at this and think, uh, I don't know. So three cameras have to be triangulated. Interesting. Lots of triangulation in this case. Illuminati confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I'm Illuminati, remember? I'm Illuminati because I do this move here. No, you got to cover one eye. No, they said just, wait, how do I cover one eye? Because your head this? was to the side. Like this? Does That doesn't look attractive. No, though. to the side. I never said winking an eye. Like this? <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Okay. That's how you do it. That's the Illuminati move. These are my Dahmer glasses, right? Exactly, Michelle. That's that's what it should be. You just take the idea and make it your own. It's impossible to reinvent the wheel. It's impossible to, you know, like come out with something new anymore. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I just think it's like a it's a respect thing, you know, and who knows, maybe one day we'll be big enough where I, I would never be mean to anybody ever. I just I just wouldn't in any way, but like, dude, people are smart. People, uh, a lot of people don't give people in general enough credit, but people see things. They know what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Pebbles thinks the FBI has been part of the major issues, though. It, that's kind, could that's be. true. They're they connected to be. the IgG. Um, they're connected to the car. Uh, Not according to pain. Not according to Payne's statement. The only connection there is, is Payne getting on the phone with the cell phone data, but Payne actually did the recreation. Then Payne talking about the uh, the DNA and how everything was was found beforehand and then given to the FBI, essentially. Hmm. So maybe all the evidence was tainted before it ever got to the FBI. I I don't know. I don't know. But I also understand how people can look at the FBI's involvement in this case and feel like, what is going on here? I get it. I do. I, I'm just placing my chip in the FBI slot here that I hope if something goes wrong, the FBI can come in and, and figure this out. Uh, the biggest conflict I have, I have is with the judge and his ties to the university. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even going to dig into that tonight, Mikey, because that's one of the things I'm bringing up in the follow-up of, uh, um, 4chan, the 4chan theory. Yeah. Uh, Brent was in the military with Payne's brother, not Payne. And I know you're replying to somebody, but I have heard that. Is that like confirmed? Well, what? Okay. Let me ask this. How in the military, like, were they in the same unit or were they just in the same um, 
branch or were they just in the military at the same time? So Allie was telling you not to give ideas about burying the knife under a tree so that it grows over. Oh, oh, yeah. Plus the chapstick thing. What's wrong with my chapstick, Jay Ray? <laughs> All right. Who looks like Velma? Brendan looks like Velma. With my glasses, I think is oh, what they're saying. Thank you, Mikey. We'll look into it. I think it's with my glasses. Look at people are throwing tomatoes. Yes. Tomato throw. That's what it's there for. When people don't agree, you got to throw those tomatoes, you guys. That's what they're there for. Tomato throw. That would be wild. But so what do you what what do you think about the FBI? Give your thoughts on that. I mean, I think they're following up on this investigation. We know that investigation does not stop with an arrest. Um I think they're following up and possibly there to help create this 3D physical model for Bill Thompson. Hmm. Honestly, I wonder if it's not at the order of Bill Thompson asking a favor like he did when they went to Vargas's house uh, because he wants this for the hearing. He needs to have, you know, for the trial, he needs to have his ducks in a row. He needs to make it convincing because right now it's questionable. If, if you don't have enough evidence, okay, cold, hard facts, and your case relies purely on the circumstantial, mm -hmm. then you are going to have to make that as convincing as possible. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to sell it, sell it to yeah. that jury. Yeah. You're going to have to tell the full story beginning to end your whole theory of the case. Sell the whole story. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to need as, I mean, props. I mean, think about it. Basically putting on a show. The props help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what about them not doing it already? What about them being willing to tear down the house? before having this that's or is this just updated technology and they're like well since we got some extra time i guess we'll make it work we'll take the new units out there and test drive it could be that it could be that i'm not saying that it couldn't be but obviously this was not pre-planned like oh we're gonna get one before and after when the bodies are there and are not to have that extra layer of evidence i don't think that was planned um, yeah. even if it is helpful, I don't think it was planned or else they wouldn't have been planning to tear down the house. Yeah. And everybody signed off on it. I don't think I, it blows my mind that they wanted to tear it down before the trial blows my mind. See, and that's where I'm at a different opinion on it. For me, it's not a huge, 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 huge deal. Uh, as long as both sides are comfortable with it. No, everything can't be a conspiracy and corrupt, but we're not talking about everything. We're talking about a specific case. And just because we're talking about the theory of something being corrupt doesn't mean we believe it is. We don't know. 
No, no. And I think one good way to look at it, Tom Van, is uh, so in, in law enforcement, uh, everyone and anyone will tell you there's no such thing as a perfect crime. There's no such thing as a perfect investigation. And there's no such thing as a perfect case. Uh, so when we look at these things, I think it's important to talk about both sides. So if you have a problem, if you have a suspect and that suspect Seems like a weak case by all regards. And this is a weak case. I think anybody that's trying to make the stand that it's a strong case um, either doesn't have much experience um, or they have some kind of emotional bias and or buy in to back the police department, blue blood, whatever in this case, because this is not a strong case. I I don't think anyone could argue that this is a strong case. All you have to do is say, okay, you want to see a strong case? Go look at Gilgo. That's a strong case. A strong case is you could take out any one, two, or three pieces of evidence, and you're still going to get a conviction. With this case, you can't. You can't take out one piece with its current state. With its current state. Um, so in that situation where we see a weak case, and some of these concerns around the uh, painting of the character assassination being told that we have a, a BA case here and the uh, DNA is so strong and the cell phone is so strong. But then when you actually look into them by themselves, right, when you actually look into the DNA and it's on a piece of it's on an item that could be transferred there on top of the fact that it's transferred DNA, trace DNA, which is not allowed in most of the world because of its unreliability, which is not allowed in military courtrooms because of its unreliability. Uh, then you look into the cell phones and they're using very specific words like, well, Brian Koberger was attached to a Moscow tower at this time, which we believe could mean he was at 1122. Not, not being honest that, hey, this cell phone tower covers a 15 square mile radius and he can be anywhere in that on this side, you know, just things like that. It's when you see cases like that, that makes me want to cover both sides of the coin because in order to have a valid heads, you got to be able to invalidate the tails or vice versa. I hope that made sense. This is the first time I've heard a bias in Brendan. <laughs> yeah. So the FBI can't be saying they're just a tip and source without considering the sources don't investigate the same case in every way. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it, I don't think we know anything about the DNA's involved, the DNA's, the FBI's involvement in this case. So I, I'm not confident saying a hundred percent. This is what it is. What I do know is that we've had FBI agents come out in mainstream media and uh, in, in papers and magazines to make statements saying that, uh, they don't want anything to do with this case. They aren't involved in it, that they were there for assistance in their uh, science, essentially. They were there to assist the science in this investigation, that they didn't take any part in it. That, to me, sounds like they're going out of their way to separate themselves from this case, which then makes me wonder, why? You know what I mean? Why? 
Why do you want to separate from this case if you've given local PD information that is so confidently Brian Koberger? You know, wouldn't you want to associate like, yeah, you know, we're we're here to support law enforcement. That's what we do. Tomatoes are a member's emote, Jennifer, just to let you know. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hope you did the chapstick Here's thing some... with the hot dog costume. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh my gosh. You should post the emotes for people. You, you got to upload some more too. Oh yeah, I do need to upload some more. If you guys have any suggestions on emotes, definitely let me know. Uh, members, if you want a certain emote, go ahead, shout out your ideas. I'm posting them all, so if you're doing it, we're both doing it. Okay, then we'll both do it. And what's cool is, like, when we have a member that has done something awesome, um, we've created some emotes for them, like... Chapstick uh, emote, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, and we need a hot dog emote. You still need to fix the ADHD emote. Okay, well, here, let me write down my fixes. Because quick. this is an, it's an ADHD thing. Here, here. I'll make a checklist. So fix ADHD. I also need to make hot my, dog. Need to make uh, Michael's crown bigger for yeah. King of the Chat. Yes. King of the Chat. The FBI is mandated to investigate federal crimes, not state crimes. Yeah, but the FBI does assist in in cases sometimes. Um, and maybe maybe that's why uh, that. Yeah, that's what I was responding to. Maybe that's why they want separation from it, because they they legally aren't supposed to do that. I don't know. But um that's definitely a, a real possibility, but it, I think it's also a real possibility that they're like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll assist our science departments, our investigative departments uh, for like, we'll assist in that, but we see how bad this investigation is going. So like, do not use our name. You know, it, I think that's a real possibility too. Here, I was just asking in the chat, Mikey, what do you mean by Dallas Cowboys? Like any specifics around that? I don't know if I could just use the logo as an emote. I don't think so. Uh, any I why were they in a, such a hurry to demolish the house? I, that's what the, I want to know. That's what sketches me out. The Dallas Cowboys isn't isn't that that one like male strip club? What? But uh yeah, that was a joke. Uh, ha. Ha. But yeah, I I'm curious about the FBI stuff. I I have high hopes. I I think that they're corrupt FBI agents. Uh, absolutely. I, I just find it hard for an entire FBI to be corrupt, you know? 
I find that hard because I, I associate with a lot of different people in my job, a lot, tons of people every single day. And uh, for the most part, people are good faith. They believe they're doing the right thing. So, yeah, you're right. You're right, Gina. That's not Brendan. No. He's an imposter. Imposter. Yeah, I think they're getting ready for trial, too. I do think that's what this is, is getting ready for trial. Yeah. I'm just theorizing that they've changed their approach, their tactics. Something has changed. And I think this has always been the plan, you guys. I really do. I think that, look, we, we've talked about this multiple times. And there's, a, there's probably a lot of new people in here that haven't heard us say this. But when we did the, the maths, when we did uh, the statistics and math, behind the Moscow income with the college, we took the overall annual income. Wait, was it? Yeah, it was. Overall annual income per person, per student that was brought into the community. I forget what that figure is. It's on the video though that that has money and college. So I think the background's college with money symbols. Um, but we took that income and then took the total count of 40% of the student body that left the college. We times those together and it added up to $150 million annually. The town was at risk. The, the school was at risk of losing $150 million annually. That is a ton of money. Now, if they just went this whole time without a suspect, do you think students would have came back to school? No. No way, dude. No way. That 40% would have stayed down or got worse. It would have been a, a, a scale forever decreasing. That $150 million annually would have turned into $200 million annually, would have turned into $250 million annually, would have closed the school probably. So they needed somebody. They needed somebody. And that puts a lot of pressure. That puts a lot of heat. That puts a lot of anxiety on the police. And that could be a cause for mistake. Yeah. So Gio said something interesting that if they were military, whoever committed this crime, wouldn't they have swept every room and made sure there weren't any witnesses? And yes, I, I believe they would have. Absolutely. So unless it was targeted, the only thing is, is unless it was targeted. I don't know. But yes, ideally, I think that if somebody's military or if somebody is. Uh, um. I'm drawing a blank right now. The drug theory. Um, cartel. Yeah, cartel. Cartel. Uh, they wouldn't. They would not have left anybody. No. Um, so that is right. They are also doing acoustic analysis of the house too, which is interesting. That is interesting. I wonder why. 
right? Is it so they can back the the girls, the survivors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so Allie, tomatoes. That is so there should be an emote button, not not the hearts. Uh, I see what you're talking about with the smiley faces, the congratulations, all that. It's not there. It's by where you actually type in your message. There should be an emote button. And the tomatoes are specifically for members. Here. We have uh, those, all the I posted, all the emotes I posted in the chat. Did I say tomatoes? All the emotes I posted in the chat are, are member ones that we've made and put on here. So right here, can you see me? Yep. Okay. Bam. Walla walla bam bam. That's a weird inception type thing. <laughs> what watching ourselves yeah we're reacting to ourselves in real time yeah look it's like the mirror effect mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really weird yep really interesting with the acoustics though yeah it is interesting really um, the 82nd Airborne Division is what Brent Kopaka was in um, and also Payne's brother. From what we're hearing, they weren't in the same, uh, what is it called? They were in the same branch, but not the same like division or team or whatever. I don't remember what it's called. Oh gosh, these are like. Wait, wait, wait! Way I saw something. Away. Dude, Dallas. Oh yeah. Hold on. One. Okay, so wait. Here it is. Oh, joking about the Cowboys football. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just like football. Gotcha. Yeah, we were way behind. Yeah. Have we not watched the congressional hearing from this July? Hmm. I'm not sure. I'll have to see an image of it to, to be positive. Yeah. <laughs> Just downvoted a comment on Reddit saying Thought Riot was the worst true crime podcast and realized Thought Riot made the post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was me. Mm -hmm. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> you put on Reddit, we're the worst podcast. Yeah. Look. Why? Because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. They've said, Who's your favorite true crime creator? And I said, Definitely not Thought Right Podcast. They're horrible. Anyone but them. <laughs> mm. Look, must say I've been loving listening to you guys. Mm -hmm. 
You guys are included. Oh, that's nice. Mm hmm. Some Just having comments. fun. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I never put this. Yeah. Gosh, I am just blown away. Like, I cannot get over the grand jury details, man. My mind just keeps going back there. Even when I'm trying to focus on the details around, uh, around the FBI topic, I just have such a hard time letting that go. I just, I don't feel like that's fair. If there's one thing... In this case that I feel like has been the most unfair, it is that dang uh, grand jury. Yeah, it is. It, it's just a workaround. It's a way for the state to be like, we don't have enough evidence. So let's just pretend we have enough evidence and coerce these grand jury members into giving us what we want. That is so messed up. Mm -hmm. That is awful. Yeah, but it seems like it's standard in Idaho. So with Ann Taylor not fighting as hard as the Delphi lawyers, I I feel like you can't really compare it. Yeah, um, it's different not circumstances. Very different circumstances. Um, Brian isn't uh, doesn't have guards that he he feels his life is threatened in jail. Um, I don't know if that stuff is true, but with Delphi. The fact that they confirmed that they were wearing patches, the fact that they confirmed that they are uh, a satruist, man, that because I thought they were full of it. I thought Baldwin and Rozzy were full of it when that Frank's motion came out. I did not believe it. I almost didn't read it because I was like, oh, that is that's a technique, you know, the defense. That's a technique. Um, and I almost didn't read it, but then when we actually looked into it, I was blown away. I was shocked. You guys, I was shocked. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the whole case around Delphi, everything that's happening is shocking and appalling to be honest. Uh, I was really disappointed watching court TV, which I feel like Vinny was actually more on the side of what's going on is messed up. And then he had all these lawyers on and I didn't like the way they talked about no. it. I, I was kind of personally offended by it that yeah. they felt, well, these lawyers can't be on the case because if he loses, then that's grounds for well, an appeal. Well, 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 hold on. So I, I, they're speaking strictly from the legal uh, setting. So basically what they're saying is that, the the court records are a linear timeline and earlier in the records the judge has already said that uh they were incompetent so because that one statement was made with the judge she cannot let them continue literally cannot because if the prosecution uh wins all uh, all Alan has to do is file something saying, hey, your own judge said these guys were incompetent and clearly I wasn't in my right mind and the judge let them continue retry. 
all day. So because the judge had that meeting, because Baldwin and Rossi then put it on record that they had that meeting and these things were said, they literally cannot continue unless they find a flaw with goal. If they can, if they can admit that there is flawed judgment in goal, then Baldwin and Rossi can continue because then that explains the statement around them being incompetent. Does right. that make sense? Yes, yes. So, because at first I felt the same way as you. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, oh, wait, I get it. Understand it. Yeah, thank you, Gio. We appreciate that. Um, so, light bulb is a great idea. And of course I can make that. Yes. Hopefully you'll get gifted a membership. Yeah. We have membership gifting parties here. I know not too long ago, we'll give them out. Um, yeah, we, we like to give back yeah. and give out memberships. I think we did 20 the other day. And then Michael has his own emote because, man, one day Michael was on here and gave like 50. It was incredible. It was incredible. He was trying to hook somebody up and... It ended up hooking a whole bunch of people up, which is awesome. It is amazing. Oh, we we just got a gift here. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Sorry if we missed anything, guys. I Super far behind. Yeah. We're just scrolling down to get to the current comments. <laughs> yeah, that's super. Thank you, Mikey. Yes, that's awesome. Here, who got it? Mikey coming through. Craft, always. Craft and crime. Welcome. Oh, Mikey, that's why you were asking about Dallas. So I see your I see your picture now. Okay, you're a Cowboys fan. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I was teasing about the sports reference. So I have a confession that uh I don't do sports, you guys. I do money. It, like where most people want to sit and watch a game, I would rather sit and, and read and watch money, not not like counting it. I mean, the stock markets, the markets. All right. And yep. Anne's going to lay down and listen. That's how we do it, too, sometimes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, so a one-legged offender, huh? That's who yes. did this crime? Yeah, Jay Ray, I did know that, and I think that's so crazy still. Wild. You need to send me a picture of it. I don't think I have any light bulb tattoos. I don't remember any of mine, though. I don't think so. You've never shown me a light bulb tattoo. Yes, we are growing. And we love it, too. We have so much fun getting on here and talking. We do. We do. Our favorite part is being able to communicate with the chat and learn from you guys. And even while we're talking, we're we're reading the chat. It's just some people that want to see videos want to see the commentary. Like, they like that constant commentary. So we're trying to figure that out and 
do the commentary and then do the questions focus like at the at the end and then as we're going in between topics we talk with the chat and focus on everybody <laughs> my hobby making money any allergies why yes poverty <laughs> <laughs> totally not like that so there's a shooting standoff let me see wait where shooting standoff and right now oh yeah. my gosh thank you ch an officer involved shooting nearby apartments in the area have been evacuated another one spirit lake Deputies with the, how do you say it? Kootenay? Kootenay? I think it's Kootenaya. Kootenaya? Mm-hmm. No. That's, that's how. Okay. The Cootie County, okay. <laughs> Are engaged in a standoff of the suspect on 41st and Jefferson in Spirit Lake, Idaho. According to KCSO, the incident is being designated as an officer-involved shooting and nearby apartments in the area have been evacuated and officers have been reported injured in the standoff. The exact numbers of suspects in the standoff is unknown. Krem 2 has a crew heading to the scene Whoa. for more details. This is a developing news story and will provide more updates as we receive them. That's it. Okay, we'll just go back here. Hang on. Kootenay, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you can't listen to my pronunciations. I'm never right. I Idaho guys has got so much going on. So if 59 minutes ago, this is Spirit Lake scene is active and no additional media information will be available tonight. Okay. It's not till tomorrow will we get an update. Yeah, but it, is there something live? Save that, though. Save that website. Okay. Just a normal day in Idaho, right? Hey, yeah. princess. That's it. Yeah, that's strange. what about Facebook? Uh like a spirit police fight. Oh wait, no, that's, that's here. Not... Let me let me see if I can find something because sometimes there's live updates on, on Facebook with stuff like that. Yeah, that is crazy. So Kootenay County shootout. Okay, so Spirit Lake Police Department's last up last post was October twenty fifth about a found bicycle. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> really appreciate that. <laughs> Create your stunning mock up instantly with. Jeez, that was loud. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We are following a couple of...
stories right now. The first stop with the background news. Police sound. are investigating an officer involved shooting this evening. Adam Schwager just arrived a short time ago. Adam, what have you learned? Yeah, Morgan, we don't know much right what now, but as you there? said, there's an officer involved shooting he's here so in mad about Lake, that. just <laughs> off the Look, he's going to be so angry about that hair right there, you guys. Guaranteed. He's going to watch that later and be like, why did you guys not tell me about that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so bad, dude. It so many hairs. It's a lot. It's so many hairs. Oh, I no. would be so mad at you. <laughs> if I didn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything. You wouldn't say no. anything. I know you wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, for Highway 41 near Athol as well. And uh, right now we're being staged in the uh, the playground area of Spirit Lake Elementary School. That's where Kootenai County Sheriff's Office has requested us being. From my vantage point right now, you're not missing anything behind me. The only thing I really see is that sheriff's car right there and that car over there. But as I was driving in down the road, Spirit Lake, you ever been here, you know it's a very small town. The entire main road was it's just so filled bad. with police lights. Right now, I probably counted around 20 police cars as I came here right now. They're not giving many updates. They did say no officer has been injured in this. We don't know what agency uh, the officer involved shooting has. I think the cameraman hates him. <laughs> it's gotta be that. As do we know oh, that Spirit no. Lake does have a small police department here, but that uh, the Kootenai County Sheriff's Office comes in at times to help them with larger events. So we don't know which agency or if either of those agencies was involved in this officer-involved shooting. So right now, we're just waiting for more information. I'm going to go around, try to get a little bit more of the scene for you guys, and hopefully provide you with an update shortly. In Spirit Lake tonight, Adam Schwager, Nonstop Local. Thanks so much, Adam. Like, and I do back. want to add to that that they are uh, evacuating it's some nearby Kootenai. apartments. Kootenai? Yeah, Kootenai. Kootenai. There. Uh, this is off of, again, Highway 41 in Spirit Lake, 4th and Jefferson area. So please just give officers room to work there. So that's kind of, they all of a sudden stopped having information come out. I hope a cop didn't get shot. Hmm. You know, lock everything down. It says there's been no reports of an injured officer so far, though. Well, I hope. I hope. <laughs> Annie said we made her sit up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The hair is so absurd. You know, Mark, I, I question the same thing. Will anybody see, you know, what everybody's doing, all the, all the investigation everybody's doing online? Will they ever see it? Will they ever take it into account? And in past cases, they have. Um, I don't know, though. I don't know if it'll ever amount to anything. I think it's, you know, so I see this narrative, okay, that Average citizens should not be on here talking about these things because they're not qualified. I say F that. That yeah. is so ridiculous. I think that any average citizen should be involved in their government and justice system. That is literally what the American Constitution wanted. That is what our founders had in their minds when they wrote it. When they wrote that document that gave us all of these rights that made our country great. That's what they wanted. 
They want us to be able to hold our government accountable so that we didn't have to deal with the BS that was going on in England with the monarchy. Yeah. There's a reason average citizens are in the jury. Yeah. Any of us could be a juror at any time. We should be invested in these things. Does everyone have to be like a true crime junkie? No. Um, I don't know that I would even classify myself as a true crime junkie. Like, I I listen to it with a purpose, you know? Like, No, I'd say I'm a true crime junkie. I don't know if I would say that, go that far. I listen to it with a purpose, and I, it's just, I feel like that, that term is one of those terms that can divide the room in some cases, and I don't see anything wrong with, like, wanting to listen to true crime. There's a reason it's so popular, but also, it doesn't mean you're just in it for an entertainment value. Like, people but, listen to it because they care, too. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching it or being involved in it in entertainment value. Because even if it's your entertainment and you prefer that over mainstream media, it is still better entertainment than watching a fake TV show. You are learning. You are finding out what's going on in your community. You are, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of added benefits to it. Mm -hmm. That uh, even if someone is like, yes, I do this for, in, instead of watching TV, uh, there is nothing wrong with that in my opinion. No. And I wasn't trying to say there anything. there is anything wrong. I kind of like, kind of botched what I was trying to say a little bit, but. I think you guys got my point. Um, I just think it's silly to act like average people can't talk about it, that we shouldn't be trying to learn about these things and how the government and the justice system works. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. If anything, it's a positive thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys, I mean, right. I think most people have seen Don't F with Cats. Yeah, there are positives to it, but I anything out there, whether it's dope and alcohol, tobacco, caffeine, working out, um, anything, anything can develop a an addiction of sorts. And I think the consumption of true crime could be that, too, because it gets your endorphins going getting these ideas going your brain working and and it, it could develop some sort of an addiction now there are healthy addictions there are unhealthy addictions as long as you're not as long as you're managing it and it's not managing you then it's a healthy addiction you know you're i have to be obsessive i don't because of my adhd if i don't control and allow myself to obsess on something then it's going to take control of me and i'm going to obsess on things that i shouldn't be yeah <laughs> yeah so true. and yeah mikey that's a great comment there's a lot riding on this one with people's rights dna new technology all precedents to be set your rights are a big part of this now and later on and i totally agree with that it does every case sets the president the precedent for the future Yes. And you never know when you could be caught up in something. You really don't. Yep. 
Do, do you guys think that if they asked AI, oh, if we that fed, it would figure out who the killer is? Fed in all evidence into some kind of AI, and then, yeah. It can't be that biased, be though. Interesting. You can't feed it bias information. It's got to be straight-up facts. Yeah. That would be messed up if you're going to AI to get a theory and you give it biased information. Well, if we fed it all the current evidence in this case, it's all slanted to BK. Yeah, so it wouldn't be it. fair. But that's why, like, you can't, it's either everything or nothing. Those are the only choices. Yeah. Yeah. The To be fair, Lisa, I get that. I understand that. Not liking when creators say for entertainment purposes only, but they say that for legal reasons. Yeah, they do say it for legal reasons. It's not, it's not like, I, it's, it's just, yeah, it's legal. Yeah. It's just so they, they can't get sued. Yeah. So, like under YouTube, we, we put ours under entertainment just because we're a talk show. We're talking about theory. We aren't. Like going out there investigating, which would be under um, learning or, or uh, education. Education. Yep. It would be under education. While, while watching our channel, I think this is educational. I walk away from here knowing more than when I walked in. And I hope you guys do the same too. That is education. That is learning. But it is also entertaining while we do that and keep a beat on our community and talk about these topics that are very important and uh I, I just see all beneficial things around it you know yeah good comments guys exactly all, all of this people should be aware yeah, and um i think they see it that way too uh tam that they they see us as um everybody who talks this case online as i just okay here let me just say this i they always ask for help from the public and sleuths when they don't have a lead, when yep. they're desperate and they really appreciate the help. And then as soon as they're on the case, they're, they got a lead and they're on it. They're like F off to everybody yep, and gag sure it up. They, they cut everybody off and then they start talking crap on sleuths. And I, so distasteful i despise it i really wish they didn't do that yeah it's awful it just makes the public turn on them why do they like you can't have it both ways and i you know i'm reasonable i i know that when they're doing an investigation that it shouldn't all be out there during the time of the investigation but when you make an arrest at that point, I think it should be pretty transparent. I agree with you. I agree. I agree. I agree. If you are influencing people, think about how that looks and watch yourself and read your chat. Simple as far as. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's an issue we have with people that go around telling other people how they should manage their their channel, the way they do things. I don't like when anyone does that. Mm -hmm. We don't ever want to come on here and be like a moral police or be like, this is how you should run things. And I don't mean to call anyone out specifically, um, but that that was an issue I kind of took with Murder Sheet when they came out with the leak information. I really didn't like that they offended people what they, they were told, saying was offensive they told everybody 
to not engage in any speculation. Um, and I don't know, treated everyone like a bunch of kids. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. They, they, they presented themselves as like the moral authority. They have ties with police there and, you know, and other in law enforcement there. And I don't know, they've kind of put a flag down like this is ours. I just don't appreciate it too much. Yeah, and and we're firm believers that you can say anything as long as you say it respectfully. <laughs> as long as you say it respectfully. Jay Ray, your comment just made me crack up. <laughs> That's super funny. All right, guys, I think that is it for the show tonight. We appreciate all of you. Now, we did put all of our social medias in here um, while Malia was talking. So we got our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, our YouTube membership. And we do have more membership videos coming out. And we are going to be, especially once we go full time, we will be doing membership videos weekly. So, um, yeah, we're glad you did, Michelle. Welcome, welcome. Um, but yeah, we we appreciate all of you being here. And just a reminder, we are on every podcast provider. So we are not just on YouTube. We are everywhere on everything, talking about everything all at once. So uh, we have the True Crime Talk Show, the True Crime Talk Show. We are Thought Riot Podcast, the True Crime and Criminal Culture. We're on Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, everything. So come check us out there. And we appreciate all of you. Yes, thank you to every single one of you guys being here tonight. Um, it was a good one. It was a good one. Lots of talking and going back and forth. It it's was a good goal. one. And hopefully tomorrow, I'm pretty sure tomorrow we will be talking about some of the drug theory. So um, check it out. I am going to do my best to get it posted early. So keep an eye out for that. And, uh, we always stream at the same time. So, um, we're, we try and keep it at that. Uh, and if it, if it changes, we let people know ahead of time to the best of our ability, but, uh, keep an eye out for that. It should be a good conversation. Yep. And we don't remove comments, Gary. Like if I'm going to remove your comment, time you out or block you, any of those, I will let you know. Yep. I will say it. I will say, hey, I don't like what you're doing there. But I've literally only done that to two people since we started. Like yep. ever. Yeah. Ever. And both times um, it was stated. So beforehand. Yep. So if you notice a comment not popping up, you may be putting in a trigger word that YouTube doesn't like. Uh, maybe somebody else that's watching reported your comment i don't know exactly how that works because i've i don't think i've ever reported a comment mm -mm. um but i don't know uh, other than that i'm not sure i'm sorry that it was removed but it definitely wasn't on our side i would definitely let you know um but thank you guys for all the love and there you go the youtube membership eric yep Right there. But yeah, thank you guys all for all yeah. the love. We appreciate it. And um, 
yeah for for the comment stuff it's just set to auto whatever the middle uh security setting is for youtube um it's just set in the middle you guys i so i know sometimes it will pull comments out i would just reword it yeah because it doesn't even show us yep yep have a great night all right you guys this is the true crime talk show the one and only my name's brendan and i am malia and we are out bye